I was raised by all women, so I have more girlfriends that are friends that are girls yeah. than I do with guys. Yeah. And I have a lot of uh, of bi and gay friends just because that's I'm I'm more effeminate. That's how I when I talk about my deep stuff. What we're trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is make sure that you get tested for HPV. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite food delivery service such as DoorDash or Uber Eats, but it could be. You can obviously tell from this frame. I use those services quite a bit. So help me out and help the channel out. Reach out to those companies and tell them to sponsor this fat ass. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, new episode of Unloading Meat. I am Jared Ralphie Allen, your usual host. You know, the host of Unloading Meat. Duh. I was trying to see if I make you giggle. I'm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who else do you think was going to be this quiet? I, I, no, you don't have to be okay, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're just not on camera. I like I need to warm up my vocals. Well, guys, uh, my next guest that you just heard kind of seductively a little bit, just a little bit in little your bit. ear holes. <laughs> I'm gonna freestyle. No, yeah, not. <laughs> is the one and only singer, songwriter, musician, host of the open mic at Baby Roos and Broken Arrow. Oh yeah, give it up for the one, the only Andrew Live. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Nothing, pretty good, man. Yeah. I'm doing good. You like this gloomy weather we're having today? Oh yeah, it's it's my jam. Kind of like soothing. It's know? like oh, you're just gonna have depression today. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's like it start my. I'm getting that age, and also just you know wait where <laughs> yeah he starts getting rainy you're like god damn it my fucking joints start aching and shit like oh that. Like, yeah god damn it my knees yeah. yeah you know going up and down stairs and jumping off stages and stuff yep. yeah i'm like oh i can't do that anymore yeah i'm not as young as i used to be <laughs> <laughs> what you're not a dapper dan and man anymore? i'll be 40 in march <laughs> so i have kind of a baby face and i just credit that to uh fireball <laughs> they, really surprisingly yeah, yeah just just shoot a couple Hundred shots of fireball and you're good. I'm kind of startled by the recent discovery that fireballs just everywhere now. Have you noticed? Thing, yeah, it's like gone mainstream to where it's like every gas station. Well, they had the song about it, uh, Florida Georgia Line. Oh, really? Fireball. I'm not a country. Fireball whiskey. Well, they're kind of like a party, party partyish band. Oh yeah. But and then um, they're on the Florida Georgia Line. Was it? Uh, There's another song that. Wrong. It's like Daddy Yankee or somebody. It's da 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 fireball. Da 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 da. It's funny. I was gonna. I have a song I want to play for you. Um, my new jam. So I think it's the funniest song I've ever heard in my life. As far as the hook, have you heard "Dick" by Doja Cat? No. This I don't know where I heard this. It came on my. So Spotify has this DJ thing uh-huh. where it just like it just it has this like AI generated black dude that'll just be like, "Hey, I'm your DJ." Oh, that's cool. And I didn't like, know that. Here you have it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dick. Oh wow. <laughs> Me in my head all day. Be it, walking around oh, Walmart going, just dick, wait, dick. This is like the new thong song. You need to go home and turn this on for Amy. Just wait for it. 
I'm getting ripped tonight. Oh R.I.P. that pussy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. This is a single. Like, and this is like, I mean, how do they, can they say dick on the radio? I don't know. <laughs> Say penis, my penis. <laughs> I'm just like featuring Doja Cat. I have a song, and it in the in the choruses, I, I say fuck, and they're kind of like you'll you'll never get that on the radio. And I was like, well, I mean, they could just blur it out. Yeah, or, you know. I don't know. Well, like the only like one of my favorite things. I'm not a very big country guy, but like uh, 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 Wheeler Walker Jr. Have you heard that guy? Mm-mm. Oh I'm not my a, god, I'm not a big country guy either. Wheeler. '90s country. Okay, I'll do some George Strait, some Dwight Yoakam. Okay. Garth Brooks, Shania, I'll do Shania, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do some Shania, yeah. I would do her, uh, yeah. Any man of mine, uh. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. is a comedian that does basically filthy country, like dirty, dirty songs. Does he take songs that are no, no, no? Like, they're original. They're really oh, okay. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> He got viral because he actually got to the top of the, like Apple and Spotify charts, and then they took him off and block, blocked him off because they didn't consider him true country because he was comedy. Oh, so they completely blocked him for that? They didn't just put him in the well, comedy they, they category? Well, they removed him from that category. Okay. So they didn't qualify. Oh, and then he put it, then he got put in, well, he looks country. Yeah, but technically it is a country song. Yeah. I love the girl you were <laughs> he can sing though. Well, yeah. Cause he came to me today in a very holy way. God told me to fuck you. God told me to lick your crotch. God told me to tell you to suck my dick. He told oh me to relax to watch. Wow. Please believe me, baby, it surprised me too When God told me to fuck you Wow, yeah So I understand how they could, you know, say this isn't a country song Because, I mean, because he's not singing about sitting on his tailgate Or uh, it's about what he's singing about So they kind of This dude uh, They kind of censored him, in a way, or This one They categorized him This one is Country music fan. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, it's got the harmonica on there. Like, yeah. This sounds like, you know, Colony on a Tuesday night. Like, yeah. I'm getting older. I love clever wordplay. Yeah. Are you a Ben Folds fan? Yeah. I love Ben Folds. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Who likes beer? Yeah, no, nobody brings up Ben Folds. You covered uh, Bitches Ain't Shit. Yes. Have you heard that? Yes. Dude. Nobody fucking talks about so Ben Folds at all. Ben Folds is amazing. I've yeah. seen him live four times. He's just amazing. Really cool guy. What was the uh, the chat roulette back in the day? Yeah, where he would yeah. just do that. And sing. <laughs> yeah, he improvises. I, I do. I get into that. I like doing yeah. that at my shows. Um, so I do a lot of restaurant stuff, and I do a lot of bar shows, and, yeah. and kind of get away get away with a little bit more at, at bars. Yeah. And so I'll I'll ad lib some lyrics if you know if my buddies in the crowd all turn the love song into it's about him yeah or you know if his if if his wife's there i'll be like yeah i already got your you know i got your wife's number too so (laughs) things don't work out you know and you can spend kind of your original songs that are i write a lot of personal songs yeah but you can kind of spin them to in a bar atmosphere where it's like people are drinking and they don't necessarily want to hear about your breakup yeah and you you know slamming your phone down and talking to this girl and writing in your diary about this girl you can you can kind of get there but then you're like well anyways uh you know 
Joe's wife's here, so I mean, eh, I already got her number. So that's fine. <laughs> I'm moving on. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I I dabble in the ad libbing. I guess that's what they call it. Well, I mean, you kind of have to. Dude, Ben Folds has. Um, he does rock this bitch because he was. He went out on tour for the first time with his piano. I want to say like ninety eight, ninety nine, just him and his piano, and he did a live album of it. And someone in the crowd goes, "Rock this bitch!" Like when it was kind of quiet, he goes, and he was like. Rock this bitch. And the guy's like, yeah, rock this bitch. And he does a whole song that he just makes up on the spot called Rock This Bitch. Nice. And it's like one of his top songs now. Nice. He just made it up, you know. I didn't so know the story. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm like a casual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I like Men Folds a lot, yeah. Weird Al, I, I, I've been watching your, your podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you like Weird Al. Um, Make sure to subscribe, everybody. Yes, yeah, subscribe. Unloading Meat, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Yep. Man. Share it on me. Facebook. Follow on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, X, by this time, it's been a couple months. Maybe it's Y by now. <laughs> yeah. Z. Yeah. <laughs> or that's the name of his child. Oh, yeah. Z. Yeah. Isn't his name of his child like a, a mathematical equation or something? Kazoontite. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go bang some pots and pans around. It's still not as crazy as putting a blanket on their head and dangling them over a balcony. Well, there, yeah. <laughs> We're I not there yet. There's like crazy, then there's Michael Jackson crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I don't remember. We got oh, Weird Al Yankovic yeah. uh, sings and with uh, Ben Folds on one of his albums. Oh, really? And you can, if you listen to it, you can tell because it's, ah, and it's Weird Al doing that. He's doing that. Ah. Nice. It's awesome. It's a song called Time. You should definitely check that one out. Okay. We're gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure whenever I go back, we're, we'll, I'll have it on time. Time, time. Time. Well, thank you for coming to the show, man. Yeah, if I, uh, I, I didn't come empty-handed. You, I, yeah, what's at that? I'm I was raised that. by three women, and um, I'm a little bit old school, so I don't come over to the party empty-handed. Oh, come. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah. Well, uh, you got, you so I know you're a collector. Yeah. So my favorite movie and soundtrack of all time is Godzilla. Ooh. So with Matthew Broderick, and I'm definitely the '98, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm an old school. Collector, VHS. yeah. So I don't know if you have a VHS player. I don't, but, but I love the boxes. Is, yeah, this is Godzilla. Dude. You can display that, dude. That's awesome. However you want. So uh, you can't see it on set, but like uh, over here, my my uh, living room is my movie theater. Oh, so, cool. Like, yeah, I can theaters. see it now. We yeah. have all the movie posters in there. I have a popcorn dispenser over there. The ninety eight Godzilla movie, not the best movie. Really, not the you know among Godzilla fans, it, they yeah. don't like that one. I like it because the soundtrack was fire. And it came out in 98. I'd been playing music for a year. Yeah. And it was the first movie. I love going to the movies. So it was the first movie that I went into where you know, they used to release the soundtrack a few weeks before the movie. Yeah. And it had, you know, it has Ben Folds on it, a song that I cover actually called Air. It has the Puff Daddy and uh, Jimmy Page. I don't remember the soundtrack of this movie. I Remix. I, 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 Come with me. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you should, yeah, you should pull it up. This is what you're talking about? Pup Daddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Wait, oh, wait. oh, yeah, yeah. It's a little intro. You know, music videos used to be little mini movies. One hour later. Dozens of people are reported killed. Thousands of others injured. Civil defense stations are being set up throughout the, the island damn, of Manhattan. No way. Since the World Trade Center bombing, hundreds of thousands of people have jammed the streets. World Trade Center bombing. Yeah, that's a, um, of this 
Uh-oh. Little uh, Simpsons, Simpsons action? Future, yeah. Future telling? Damn! Go, Puffy! Yeah, run! <laughs> okay. It's kind of when they started doing the rap and rock mixing, you know? Run DMC was first they did with Aerosmith. But this is yeah. kind of the second one that it was like, oh, Jimmy Page and Buff Daddy? Two hours later. Awesome. This reminds me of like every Will Smith movie, music video. Where yeah, they're like, they're like little movies. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, they don't do that anymore because nobody plays music videos anymore. Yep. I mean, I even have a bit like I wrote my like I talk about. Like, remember, like every movie, every summer blockbuster would be followed with a kick-ass soundtrack. And I yeah. Number one single by Will in Black. Yeah. Robert Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Got a Men in Black one. Men in Black and the uh, the Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's been doing that for a long time. Yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff when he's on Fresh Prince. I mean, he rapped the theme song to that. Yeah. I mean, he pure entertainment right there. Inter entertainment. Have you seen Bel Air? The new like. The I've heard about it. I it's um, weird. I, I I couldn't get into. I kind of, I'm since I am into so such vintage, yeah. you know stuff. I try to like not like don't ruin it. Yeah. Like there's great songs that I won't cover because I'm like that's theirs. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to touch that. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I kind of feel about like listening to covers. It's hard for me to actually like a lot of covers. Star Trek is really like that too. They have, you know, I love the original series and Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. And the movies, you know, both of them with. Shatner and yeah, it's basically kept keeping Paramount Plus alive. Yeah, but and then they start, you know, they start redoing them and redoing them, and it's like, what am I? This isn't Star Trek. What yeah. am I watching? It's like then they go back in time, and it's not. I mean, yeah, it's like the, even the the James, uh, what's his name? Uh, not James. James uh, Bond or uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, James Cameron. Not James Cameron. The the newer reboots. Um, oh, Pike, Captain Pike, and all that. What's the um, the director that went on to do this? He Abrams, JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams. Yeah, His, those movies like uh, they didn't please anybody really. They're all they were all right. The first one was okay. Yeah, because they kind of you know they recast the original characters. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But but like I, those, it, those it didn't really please anybody. I think it's Paramount Plus that has them, and it's like Captain Pike, but it's different, and Spock's there, but he's different. It's all like an alternate universe. Yeah, and it's kind of like wait, what happened? So. Uh, the we, original is just, eh, fuck it. We, we just We're had to just keep done. the IP alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> Slap Star Trek on it and put it out for the millions. We the just got to keep this, like, you know, small percentage going to the Bradberries or whatever. Right. Okay, I have one more gift for you. Oh, yeah, man. Let's do this. So I know you're a dad, and um, I got you. Ant-Man himself. Oh, nice, man. Because, you know, he is, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the movies. But yeah. He, he's a great dad to, Thank to you. his daughter. I love he does it. hard time for a few different times. Oh, so I love it. Thank yeah. you, man. I really got into the Marvel Legends when they used to be twenty bucks. Yeah, and dude, now they're like thirty-five. Dude, yeah, and then you like you. Uh, but I would go and uh, you know, I go look at them, kind of like you mentioned during COVID. You would go get you know the Target exclusive or whatever, yeah. and it was that was interesting because you you mentioned you know East Coast West Coast couldn't find them. Yeah, but here in Bartlesville, man, they, they ain't no collectors. No, which is cool. I got a lot of those. They would just sit on the shelves. Yeah. And then you go back and it's like, oh, 10 bucks. Yep. Oh, five bucks. Yep. Cool. So I'll just buy them all up. Throw them on my eBay uh, to Toys That's for did, Tots yeah. is my uh, charity. And uh, shout out to the Packerbackers. Have you ever have you ever heard of the Packerbackers? Uh -huh. So they have Green Bay Packerbackers. It's run by Tim Bartos. And it's um, a tailgating group that supports the Packers. Okay. But their charity is Toys for Tots. And they raise a bunch of money for Toys for Tots. 
Also, the T-Town tailgaters, we tailgate every uh, football game. Mm-hmm. They donate for Toys for Tots, too. Okay. So that's my charity of choice. But, man, if I want to go and get free beer and free food, I just go into my collection, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that one's good. Yeah. And I'll just bring – and they get, like, badass, cool, you know, like vintage toys, actual yeah. cool cool toys, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's fun. I, lo- I like Toys for Tots. Nice, man. That's, that's a good charity. Every, every kid should have, you know, a million toys yeah. to play with. Uh, yeah, Always. my kids, my kids' rooms are fucking loaded. Yeah, my my, daughter's my son. Loaded. I'm trying to teach him. He's eight. And I'm trying to teach him because you know we go to Vintage Stock and the Vintage Toy Mall and all that. I'm yeah. trying to teach him like because he he's into Power Rangers, and of course you know you get a sealed Green Ranger from 1997. Yeah, and he wants to get it. He wants to open it and play with it. Yeah, which is it, I'm trying to explain to him like that's for a collector. Let's get one that's already open. Yeah, like maybe there. Well, here's you know. Here's Blue Ranger. He's yeah. already open. You can play with him. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to teach him, like, you don't want to ruin it for another another collector like Daddy. Yeah. I, I opened some, too. Yeah. Um, Deadpool had to open him and play with yeah. him. Yeah. I feel like he's, like, trapped. Well, it's like, uh, <laughs> when I had the birthday episode, I had Roscoe and Katie here. Um, uh-huh. I was telling Katie, because, like... The, she was Shout out Roscoe and Katie. Uh, what I had in there, Katie was talking about, like, it was like... Uh, me and my daughter, my se- my seven year old, she was six at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, we watched like Star Wars and Marvel and stuff like that. Yeah, and she's like one stuff too. And I was like, well, these are like Marvel Legends, are like twenty dollars, thirty dollars a piece. Yeah, there's like the smaller version too. Like there's there's a basic. Hasbro does like basic, then mm-hmm. they do deluxe basically. Yep. Yeah, and you can do that for each one. And so like if you want the ones, that even are, like, the Marvel dude, if you take them out, start they can you can break them off. Yeah, because they're like articulate. They're meant for like you know how you have it displayed. Yeah, because like I got those her, other she, ones are like rubber, and because he wants to fight them. Yeah, you know? and I'm like, well, and then you get you got a Spider Man that's. Missing an arm, and yep. you're like, "Well, we have to write that into the story now." He's same. I got her a She-Hulk. Uh, uh-huh. I got a Marvel Legends She-Hulk. She's and, playing uh, with it. It and breaks the, the 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 what do you call it? the ankle? Just breaks. Yeah, the feet because yep. they want you to you know be able to position them. Yeah, and stuff. So because yeah, those are the higher end. Like this it's interesting that toys end. now are you know such a thing, and I think you know probably started with Star Wars. Yeah, and it you know keep them in the box and stuff, but now I mean they make. There's two different kinds yeah. now. So well, I mean, got, Star like, Wars even uh, kind of started that on their own whenever like they had the mail-in for the very first figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All, make them ultra collectible. Yeah. That Boba Fett that fires the missile is worth like... Oh, my God. We, yeah. I don't know. Thanks, moms. Yeah, right? <laughs> Should have mailed that in, mom. <laughs> no, my, my mom's bought me a lot of stuff. She's she's kept some stuff for me as I've, you know, redone my life yeah. through divorces and getting in trouble and stuff. She's, yeah. I still have stuff from my original... You know, collection yeah. when I was a kid. I would have, but I had a house fire. Mm. Um, so like my parents had it still in my room and stuff, and then I moved out. And then, uh, yeah, when I was like nineteen or so, they had a house Man. fire. And everything like, got burned. Everything. So basically, they had a, they had a two story house, and the dryer exploded. Oh, and man. it exploded like the roof off of one side of the house. Holy and then shit. whatever didn't get ruined by the fire, when the fire trucks came, the water oh. damage got it from the hoses. Wow. So, like, one side of the house was ruined by water damage, one side was ruined by the fire. Like somebody got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Were my you guys mom, home? My mom was doing laundry and stuff. Oh. And, uh, I'm glad she wasn't in there. Like, No, the dogs alerted her, and she saw smoke, and she got out. Oh, okay. And it started a fire <laughs> in the dryer, and my, it was next to the garage. And my mom's new Jeep Cherokee was in there, or Jeep uh, Patriot or whatever the hell it was at the time. Yeah. And it exploded that. Oh. And so that's what caused, like, this whole thing to And then it all, double explosion. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it sucked. I've never, I've never had an experience with fire. Yeah, it sucked. I was at a frat party one time, and I still have the scar. I think talking to a girl and you know drinking and smoking cigarettes, and she set her cigarette. As one is to do. She set her cigarette on my hand oh. and burnt my hand. So I don't. I mean, 
Yeah. I don't like being burned. No. It hurts. I, the only thing I had like with burning is like uh so like growing up I had a uh, I had like a uh, like a wart on my finger mm-hmm. and then I had another one like over here. And I was going to the dermatologist, and like they were like doing like the acid stuff or like the freezing sure, stuff, like br- freeze it off, or yeah, whatever, yeah. And uh, it wasn't working, and so I still had <laughs> this on there. And then I got into a car wreck. A guy like pulled out in front of my Mustang, and oh, I got the airbag gave me secondary burns all the way up my arms. Did it burn it? Burn it them burned off. them off. <laughs> that was what cured my warts on my hands. God took care of it, I guess. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I'll burn them off for you. Yeah, like I got in that car wreck, and I had. A brace on my leg, and I had crutches, and I had fucking arms wrapped all the way up from the fucking airbag. The airbag did most of the damage. Yeah, and I was like, "That sucks." Unfortunately, but, you know, they yeah they do. Yeah, it was a '92 Mustang that got. That's why you know, some of the smart cars now they turn them off if if you got someone under 90 pounds or something riding with you. Yeah, they turn them off because it can like kill them. We call that victims. The air <laughs> the airbag can kill them. Yeah, it's supposed to save them though. It's funny. We call that family. Please sign this waiver. Yeah, right. <laughs> it also includes a non-disclosure agreement. Brought to NDA'd you by, out of our minds. Brought to you by the makers of Ford. We don't even think anymore. No. Uh, I mean, it's going to be just a few more years before we don't even get gasoline cars anymore. Yeah, I think so. They're they're trying to go towards that. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what's going to be the next thing that's stolen after catalytic converters or whatever? Yeah, I mean, those <laughs> batteries, those battery-powered cars I was reading, and, you know, like a, a car now, if you need a, you know, an oil change or a, you know, a new battery, yeah, you can afford that. But, I, I mean, I've heard it's going to be like almost the cost of the car to replace the battery yeah. in the car if, it, if the battery goes down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty old school. I, I used to be a service rider um, about 10 years ago. And it was easier then because there wasn't as much um, sensors and com- your car's like a computer now. Yeah. So in the days of old, you're like, well, my car's running kind of funny and you replace a hose yeah. or something that's, you know, quick. Now they plug it into a computer and it could be just a little bitty microchip, but you can't, you have to buy that microchip from Ford or Honda or whatever. And then they have to have a tech and put it in. Everything's so something that used to call, you know, shade tree mechanics are no more. Got to have that computer, and you got to go pay five or six hundred dollars. Yep, for a little bitty sensor, your car won't run. Yep, without this little sensor, it's like O'Reilly's so and all them. I, I don't, that, that I don't really necessarily. Stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I am vintage. I like old school stuff. They don't make stuff like they used to. Yeah, and all this technology and stuff is great until it fails. I mean, just cut. You know, driving out here from Tulsa. And it's not a far drive. Some of your guests are. Oh, it's a, it's an hour. Yeah, that's just small town mentality. Yeah. Um, I learned how to drive in Houston. In Houston, uh, it's two hours anywhere you want to go. Yeah. I mean, you want to go downtown and you don't live down there, you're going to be in your car. Well, it's like I used to be a, a DM for uh, for T-Mobile and stuff. And so like, right. I, I drove between Louisiana, Texas, and Oklahoma yeah. like, all the time. I, I drive to Houston a lot. It's eight hours. Yeah. And, and they're like, you know, I'll, I'll drive down to see my daughter, go to a game, and drive back yeah. the next day. And they're like, how the hell do you do that? I'm like, well, you put on Unloading Meat Podcast. Yeah. Or on your favorite album or yeah, uh, you know uh, you can the phones now you can watch tv on them just i didn't say that but you, you can for your passengers <laughs> yeah just for the passengers mm-hmm. all those touch screens on your car yeah, it's not bad not i, I kind of like driving because you know being in music and seeing you know i see thousands of people a month and yeah it's kind of cool just being by yourself yeah and you're just kind of like chilling you can play Nirvana, if you want to, you can play Elliot Smith and cry the whole trip. No one's going to say anything to you. I kind of like the freedom of the open road, you know? It's like, uh, there used to be, uh, so I'm sure you've watched Anchorman. Anchorman, yeah. 
Did you ever listen to the Anchorman soundtrack? No, it's I fantastic. I'm, I'm sure it's good. I'd have to watch the movie. Uh, again. Um, it, it is also narrated and run by Ron Burgundy. That's cool. And he hosts each song. And Drew's, that reminds me of the old Beavis and Butthead ones. Yeah. Um, I have a vintage Beavis and Butthead one, and it has like, you know, Nirvana and Butthole Surfers and all the songs. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hosted by them. Yeah. So they're like, huh, yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit, you know. Well, I bring it up because you mentioned like you know put on uh, who was it you said it uh, the make you cry uh, Elliot Smith Elliot Smith you, are you an Elliot Smith fan No 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 I uh, love Elliot Smith There's a song by uh, Henry I can't remember his last name but, uh, it's a song called Shannon Shannon uh, Shannon is come for you. Oh yeah it's one really sappy song Crying in your beer songs Yeah, yeah. and he, Ron Burgundy goes I don't know if I'll make it through this next song <laughs> or I don't know how to play it. And he's like, damn it, Johnny, just play it. Just, just, and it's put it the on. one song he interrupts and he starts crying oh. over the song the entire four minutes. <laughs> no one can even <laughs> begin to tell her. <laughs> oh, you don't know the grief I feel when this song plays. You listening in your comfy home or car, eating your big fat grilled cheese sandwich. I know I'm talking over the song, but I don't care. I feel so much emotion. (laughs) Oh, let's just face it. You haven't had the problems that I've had in my life. I lost a toe. Have you ever had that happen? I had a toe cut off by a nephew one night in a sleepover. Actually, he chewed it off. <laughs> he chewed it off with his teeth and he spit it back in my face. Someone just turn this microphone off. Do we know how to turn it off? No. Oh well. I guess your song is ruined. Somehow she's keeping Oh. I was born without a spleen. How does that make you feel? Oh. I have three balls, as in testicles. I'm trying not to ruin your listening experience right now. I'm gonna hold it. Oh, God! I'm trying to hold it back! But this song is a trigger for a myriad of emotions! Mostly of winter dominated by hate! And fear and cowardice. I'm a coward. I'm just a coward. That's all I am. Ah, okay, I'm gonna try to let you enjoy just the last 30 seconds. I gotta be really quiet. <sighs>
I guess your song is ruined, but I don't care. <sighs> I hope you feel better. I know I do. Boy, that song is really powerful. It really is. It happens like that every time. And then when it's done, I'm done. I'm fine. See, I'm back to normal. Don't play it again. See, that, those are awesome. Yeah. And I, and I bet... You know, I bet that's just on CD now. Yeah. It, it's so... Like, you can't even find it on YouTube. Music is so streamlined now, and it's like, you know, there's great there's great acts out there. There's there's middle of the road, you know, like, not really super ultra famous, but they're still kind of touring. Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're not making music in their basement. Yeah. And you don't ever find them, because they're just not in the algorithm. Yep. And it's just... I, I like this band called Dawes. Have you heard of Dawes? Mm-mm. So Dawes is a great, just, rock band. They were actually put together by Jackson Brown. I'm sure you've okay, heard of yeah, Jackson, Jackson Brown. Brown. Yeah. So they're in the LA in the in the valley and they're playing music. And Jackson Brown had an, an open mic kind of jam at his house. And Taylor and Griffin, their brothers, so Taylor is the lead singer and guitar player, and Griffin's the drummer. They went to Jackson Brown's jam and he loved them. And he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna produce your first album and um you're gonna open up for Bob Dylan. And Holy so that's kind of like how they got their wow. start. And Taylor has a story where he, you know, Bob Dylan never came out. Like literally the man would be in his dressing room, come out and play the set, go back to his bus. But he came out for one of their songs. And he, like, can you imagine playing a song and you're on stage and Bob or Dylan. doing comedy and like, you know, TJ Miller or somebody's just watching yeah. you, you yeah. know? And it's like, uh, and he came up and he goes, that. That's a good song. So I mean, they they always play that song now. Involved in it, like that's pretty good. It's a pretty good song there, man. The times yeah. are changing. But you know, long story short, yeah. I never would have I never would have found Dawes. I had the TV on one time, and it was like Guitar Center sessions or something was on, and they played. They just started. They 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 sound kind of like Jackson Brown, Bruce Springsteen, you know, Dire Straits kind of okay. that, yeah. that kind of cool guitar, and he you know he plays a Fender Telecaster, which is what I play, and it's just really cool. But if I would have never found them, people yeah. have never heard of them, yeah, because they're not you know he they do tour, but they do like kind of smaller you know mid range yeah. stuff. But it amazes me just for that band. There's probably thousands of other bands, and it's just because you don't nobody sells physical CDs because you don't need them. And then you get into these, nobody listens to whole albums anymore. Nope. So, I mean, I have four or five songs that I recorded. I'm going to play one later that's on, you know, Apple and Spotify and all that. Yeah. But it's like, people just listen to the first one, like 30 seconds, and they don't really get down to like, I have a, I have a few more songs. And it's like, it's just, that one is on their yep. playlist yep. or that one. So it's it's interesting to see like the the plays whichever one I have first yep. gets all of them and then I have one like a slower song you know like fourth or fifth what's well, like, the most like, popular song you got a hundred plays yeah and it's like wait nobody's listening to this so it's like it, stuff gets lost in the mix which is unfortunate and shows now too there's so many different streaming services yeah that blows my mind yeah because like I have Apple TV and they have great shows on there like. Invasion, and they I've have never called, watched a single one because I don't have. They Apple have, TV. yeah, and that's what people because it's like I don't want to pay another ten bucks a month yep. to watch these specific shows. So. Well, it's like I tell my I uh, I told who was it? Last, I've told people on the show before. Like 
I do a thing where I just cycle through, like depending on what shows I want to watch. So yeah. Like I'll have Max for like you know whatever like Barry was on. Okay, I'm done with that. Or Last of oh, Us. I love Barry. Love Barry. I I heard you mention that. I I do. It's, That's I, probably I, my top one of my top three favorite shows because you know Bill Hader being a Tulsa guy yep. and just and the it's talent just behind it. so good. It's a masterpiece. Watch of- Barry, everybody. And, you know, shout out Bill Hader. Yeah. Man, the dude's a genius. Yeah. And that whole, it's it's four seasons and how COVID was right in the middle and they just kind of did the, the third and fourth season are not like the first and second nope. season. It kind of flips. And also the it's respect. Breaking though. Bad-ish. Like he's kind of. Yeah, it very is Breaking Bad-ish. He's kind of really bad and then he gets worse and then he tries to do good, but that's even worse. It's just, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's and like- there's a lot of times he doesn't even talk. No. It's um, just his face. It's a good character like, study. If you want to get into like character, like how to like do face, you know, just at face acting, acting with yeah. your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, perfect. Dude. So much is done with no act, no voicing, uh, and then also like sound design. Also, with, like, I've never had a show. You know, usually I'm a binger, so I'll I'll binge drink, I'll I'll binge you know drugs, and that's how I that's how I operate and yeah. shows. So I like for the whole season to come out, yeah. Because I'm I'm ADHD. I mean, I can't. I'm not going to focus every Friday. Yeah. And I, I'm playing a gig, and then it gets to there's two or three episodes. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? No, Barry definitely came on on Sunday nights. I was on the edge of my seat, just waiting for it to come on. As soon as it came on, I started watching it, especially the third, the third and fourth season. Yeah. It was just, and they kind of leave every episode like a cliffhanger. Yep. It's, it's, in in my recollection, that's the first time I was like watched it every single time like every and, day that it came out and then every like episode like whenever the action it's like john wick it's like yeah there's it's highly yeah. detailed it's so action. good and henry winkler i mean it's a great series henry winkler does like the performance of his lifetime yeah. these the yeah i'd never really i mean i'm not a happy days or any of that i've never really got into winkler stuff i always remember he was the like, coach in Waterboy. yeah i mean that was kind of funny and then he's a great actor i always remember him like the cameo in uh what is it little nicky or it's like oh, they make yeah. him give Henry Winkler bees or whatever, yeah. and he's like, "Sorry, Mister Winkler," and he's like, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, just kind of like a like a almost like a niche role yeah. for him." But this role is man, it's the greatest show. Yeah, uh, Barry, um, it's up there. So like, yeah, I cycle through. Uh, so I had like Max, and then I cycled oh. back to Hulu, and so I'm re- watching uh, Reservation Dogs again. Yeah, because like I had watched season one and two, then I was waiting for three and three. I've never seen that in a lot. You know, it's Tulsa. I'm it's Tulsa, fucking fantastic. I'm Tulsa AF, and I'm always I tr- I try to support. Everything Tulsa yeah. and just like you know your life and just like just, stuff gets in there. Yeah, there's stuff caught in the algorithm of yeah. life. You know yeah. that I just haven't had time to do. Well, I got back to Hulu because my kid like mm-hmm. so I'm trying to like show my six year old now she's seven like uh she just turns over so I'm always in that loop. Uh, the shows that I grew up with, yeah, and uh, anime and stuff like that I didn't really ever get into, but I got into Digimon. Okay. Oh, I love Digimon. Digimon. And Hulu has the original series back on there. Really? And, and it's all of it. Oh, then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have Amazon or uh, Hulu this well, month. Well, then I yeah. found out also that they kept the show going. And they have the original yeah. cast and everything. There's and a they, bunch There's of a bunch episodes. of movies. Yep. They have full-fledged movies, like seven Content or eight of them. galore. I and mean. There's getting ready to be another one with a season two cast that comes out next month. That's where Star Wars got caught for a while. Um I, I like Star Trek a little bit better than Star Wars, but I like both of those equally. Almost. I was a Star Wars guy. Um, and, um, I can appreciate Star was, Trek. I was never got re- Star into Trek it. had so much more content because they had the shows. Yeah, and then um, I grew up without my dad being around, so I was kind of raised by Captain Picard. Yeah, and how he kind of handled stuff, and I just remember watching him kind of handle the crew. Yeah, and being like, oh, that's what that's a leader. Like, yeah, that's you know. So Captain Picard, like. Soft spot in my heart, really. I and I and I still watch them, 
But Star Wars, you know, they only had yeah. the three movies for, for, for a while. Yeah. And it was just kind of, they didn't have, now it's great. I mean, all the shows they're doing with Dave Filoni and, um, Dave um, Filoni, the go- I, I love that man. Who's the, he plays Happy, uh, uh, uh John Favreau. Yeah. John Favreau. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Those are excellent. Are man. you watching Ahsoka right now? Yes. It's phenomenal. They're excellent. Uh, the finale yeah. tonight. What, what, oh, uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, as we're filming. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. Because they only did six, six episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, did you watch last time? Makes last sense. Week? Yes. Oh, uh, with Anakin? Yes. Oh, my God. And when the lightning strikes, well, we don't want to spoil, but uh, this will yeah. come out like another two months. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah it's we past it. The, when the lightning strikes and it's Vader. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Well, like, not only that, we got the first, like, they did a great job. And it was also written and directed by Filoni, too. So, like, it was yeah. his child, it's brainchild. His ba- well, because he did the, the Rebels and all yeah. that, too, and Clone Wars. But this so. was the first time I got to see live-action young Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And, you, they, and they it re- was like, oh. Well, you get to recontextualize. She was a little kid in war. Yep. And once the, that's never been framed, really. It's always been happy-go-lucky. She's in a cartoon. It's Ahsoka. Yeah, but if you really watch it. It's like, it's they put this kid through. hardcore. Yeah. 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 When they put that clone, like, hand on her, and uh-huh. you see that little girl, like, break, it's yeah. like... And Anakin just doesn't care. No, he just because yeah. they're just clones. They're yeah. like, they're not real people. Yeah, they're not real people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Like that it's, was yeah, it's touching. It was so it's well crazy. done. And like, oh, yeah. I honestly think that since the Obi One show, they've been on this tear. Like basically, like we're gonna sign Hayden Christensen back to a contract to redeem mm-hmm. his acting. They and they have. They I have. Mean, like they basically, he was really great in the Obi One, and and that I think that was his best performance. Yeah. And he was in two movies. And he called you know? her snips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he called her snips, and then when he was in the, the armor. Yeah. And the short hair, I was like, God. They made it. Dang. They, they, they need to make a movie. Yeah. Like a throwback movie like that. I mean. I think their plan is they're going to have Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. and Ahsoka, and do a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's already been announced. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, that's going to be badass. Yeah. Filoni's already got a movie. Um, yeah, I think cool. we're building to a Thrawn movie. Yeah, because uh, like we only got one episode. And then They'll just introduce now. Thrawn, and then Ezra. the movie will be yeah. the battle and stuff like that. I think bringing. Over- I thought the one guy was going to be Ezra, the guy that when she cut him open and he like the yeah. souls came out. I was like, that's going to be Ezra. They've corrupted him. Yep, but, but it's it just wasn't. another action like, figure. Oh no, it's just another guy. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like they had the bonus guys. Uh, I loved how uh, Obi Wan. They had the uh, what's his name. The uh, what's the the Sith hunt, or the the Jedi hunters names? The, the Inquisitors, uh, yeah, the Inquisitors, and the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, those were badass. But they had the Grand One, one of them, mm-hmm. the white dude with the bald dude. Yeah, and in like the very first episode, he or second episode, he gets he's sliced, taken out, and everyone's like, "But he he's alive well, in Rebels!" It, like, what the fuck? And people are like, "This well, is not canon." Like, it's kind of like that's how you know the Rom- Romulans and Cleons they they take each other out. That's the Sith. You, but then he comes back in the finale. Well, yeah, he's repaired, I, and it's like, he, and he looks too. like he actually does not Rebel because people mm-hmm. are like, I love the people are like. Well, he doesn't he actually look different. He looks it, different, and then he gets on. killed. Yeah, just wait. It's before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. People, you know, with all the comic book, I'm a comic book collector, and yeah. reader my whole life, and uh, with the movies, it's kind of like There's no patience anymore. Well, this isn't just exactly like the comic book, yep. and I'm like, well, let them do something different. Yeah. I mean, you want to you want a scene for scene of what you've read. Yeah, twenty five years ago. No, let them let them kind of change it well, up a little bit. Not, I'm all for that. Not only that, but so um, there's a clever thing that Disney is really doing, and it's on Disney Plus. So like, Ahsoka's out, right? Yeah. And you know, if you really want to go back and watch your story, you'd have to go watch all of Clone Wars, the Clone Wars movie, and yeah. all of Rebels, right? And all of Mandalorian, Boba Fett, like that. You don't really have to watch all of it. No, but like, also Clone Wars, like Clone Wars, was very. It's uh, good. I mean, it, you should watch it. But. Clone Wars is told in chapters. Yeah. So they have like four episode arcs, and there's some arcs that don't even involve certain characters. Right. So what they've been doing is before a show comes out, they're like Ahsoka Tano Essentials, and they put uh, out like twenty they things. Put what you should and they watch. Put them in order. That's cool. And they let you basically watch her story. I need to look through that it. up. 
And I bring that up is they bring up the very first episode of the Clone Wars where they feature her. Yeah. And it's her and Anakin searching for I think his name is Plo Koon, the guy with like the the dark eyes and like the headgear. Yeah. Uh, Looks like um, has a snorkel built into his yeah, face. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I get, I get lost with all the names. I bring it up because it's the first episode of the series that she's in, and he gets lost in space with some clone troopers. Yeah. And they're just casually going in space, and everybody gives up hope on him, abandons him, and Ahsoka <laughs> goes and finds him with Anakin. Uh huh. And at one point, him and the clone troopers have to battle droids on top of the little like escape pod in space. And, That's cool. And he's fighting them the in space. Yeah. Like well, Ahsoka did? Like Ahsoka does, yes. Yeah, so that was cool. she rescued him in that very first episode of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and then all the way on the Ahsoka show, there, she's recreating. So when she, she's like, when she redoes like it. A, like a throwback to that. Yeah. yeah. So like yep. that's where she learned it. Yep. It's what Filoni's doing. I like little throwbacks where you're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. They're kind of doing it this way. Yeah. That's cool. So like those thro- those essential episodes are really kind of giving you little teasers of like, mm-hmm. oh, so you'll know. Yeah. Because they even included the episode of the Rebels with the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The whales. The... Uh, the purple. The yeah, yeah. yeah the well, well, now they're in the mouth. Yeah. So I I was watching it and shout out to Amy, my my Amy, my woman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was watching it. I was like, how are they gonna ride on top of them? And then she was like, they're gonna go inside the belly, man. Yeah. Like, duh. I was like, oh, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't. Even yeah. If that. it's a whale, we all know. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah and the whale. whale. Yeah. Jonah and the whale. Geppetto. It's just funny because my mind was yeah. like you, like, oh, they're gonna ride on top or yeah. somehow. I was like, they're gonna go inside. Oh, okay. I get it, dude. Even <laughs> like, we brought up Digimon ago. They have whale mon, and they do really? the same thing. They ride on ride top it. of it, and they're like, oh, uh, well, you can get inside me. Yeah, We're going to water. In. Yeah, that's funny. Whales are just submarines. Basically, yeah. is what we think of. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> ride in them. Yeah. I mean, even God of War, the last game, I think you go into a whale or something at one point or something like that. Uh, Are you yeah. much of a gamer? I noticed yeah, on gamer. one of the casts you had a you had a ghost. Yeah. A, a Destiny. Yeah. I'm a huge I don't, I'm I don't a huge play. Any, I haven't played in a couple months. That's cool. Um, I have another one over there in my left theater. Yeah, that that's a De- case. Kind of a love-hate with Destiny. Or, it's one of those games that you have. It's almost like World of Warcraft. you got to play it. Yes. And if you start playing it, you have to play play it a yes. lot and then eventually it's like get, oh i need microtransactions or, oh i need microtransactions or sometimes it's like i haven't taken a shower in three days yeah like i have to yeah let's well, i gotta go to work my problem you know? with it is <laughs> like i've said it before is like my biggest thing and maybe it's my ocd or whatever the fuck it's the fuck up my brain i have a problem with wasted potential yeah like and like destiny is like a good solid b plus right yeah, now Yeah, it's kind of it but it kind of lets you down it lets you down but then you also realize that it's They've gone through the thing. Like I admire Bungie for like breaking off from Microsoft. Yeah, losing the Halo franchise and the sure. Doom Destiny, and then they buy in the National Destiny, basically. And then, yeah, they're doing and then now they're thing. owned by Sony again. I think it's our age kind of games. You know, they used to be different. You used to have to go buy the game. Yeah, and it was done. Well, what I was getting, it at, didn't have bugs. Yeah, and it was you know you bought the game and and you but just bought one game they didn't have game pass the same thing with with the music now they have game pass everything and you can play games for free so you can play there's 150 games and yeah. you can just play it for a little bit and be like oh but you know my mom used to buy let me get a game maybe like every three months yeah so you played that game and it was complete there was no oh well it just came out so there's gonna be a few bugs in that's it. that's why fortnite took off so well but it's yeah because it's a it's a good game it runs yeah. good yeah i like fortnite it can play on everything it's and- not really like my aesthetic like no. it's kind of it's kind of you know geared towards children yeah but just the way that it runs and the, it feels fluid and it's 120 frames per second and it's just it runs on everything you know it's- you have warzone and it's like man warzone some of these guys on pc they're running at like 300 frames per second yeah 
and literally you see a dude and then he turns around and you start shooting him and you're dead because he's already seen you like for five seconds. Yeah. Like you're done. Yeah. And on your screen, you know, you're seeing, it's like, well, I play on Xbox. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, my connection is not as good as that guy. So it's like my, a connection game. I have know? my PS5 in there and like, I play in there. Like right now I'm finishing Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, that's a great game. Because um, I never got around to actually finishing it. Did you play one? Yeah, a long time ago. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting ready ago. to rebuy it because like now it's available in HD or whatever on Oh, the they did like a little remaster? Yeah. That's cool. But it's 50 bucks. Well, of course. And it's basically just a port to put it in 60 It's 50 bucks to leave your house, bro. Yeah. If you're going to go down the street, it's 50 bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's why I play games and kind of... My buddy Jacob, he's a he's DJ uh, Gatlin. Shout out DJ Gatlin. He's my gamer buddy. So we both work at night, but you know during the day we're kind of like house husbands yeah. in a sense. We watch our kids and do the laundry and stuff while you know the wives are at work. Yeah, and we we game. We get on the headset, and it's funny because um, we play Fortnite just because it runs good. Yeah, you know, and we we were doing the Warzone and all that, and it just we're like we're not this bad at video games. Like what's going on here? We're not. We don't like. We're just dying immediately. And so, you know, yeah, we do Fortnite, and we're doing... Uh, I'm playing Starfield right now. It's pretty good. Well, I... I but it's kind of like all these games, you know, and they came out and stuff, but I, going back to, I think it's our age, they haven't really... Like, Starfield, they, I think they've been working on that game since, like, 2015. Yeah. In my mind, it could have came out, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's not anything... There's nothing groundbreaking, like, oh, my God, and you can do this, and I've never done this in a game before. It does everything good yeah. that it does, but it's nothing, like... Well, what I'm equating groundbreaking. What I'm thinking now is that the gaming industry right now is pretty much Orange County choppers. Yeah, yeah they're I mean, just kind of like. Well, like, what I mean is <laughs> like they give them insane deadlines, uh-huh. and they want a AAA product pushed and they out to make a million a dollars in the first weekend, and it's a brand. Yeah, it's, a, it's like make this like you know this name brand That's, thing big money. Yeah, there's and a do lot it of fast. Hype. there's a lot of hype to it, and then everything and then it comes have, out, and it's like wait. That's why everything has a day one patch. There's toys and shirts and hats yeah. and logos and stuff. Um, I guess at, it's kind of like some of the open mic hosts in Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, there's a lot of open mics, but how many of them are actually good? And it's the same yeah. with podcasts. Whenever like, I see people like talk about, oh, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. Sure. How many of them are just a laptop and fucking hit and go? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, there's a difference between that and, hi, guys. What Doing this. Meet? Yeah, right. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I need it. Yes, please you know, do. As you can see, I'm very hungry. <laughs> getting kind of uh. hungry. <laughs> Some but nachos it, or something. Ooh. Should have brought nachos. food. I brought toys instead of food. Oh. Go figure. I mean, that's I've been there. Nerd. <laughs> I mean, I have my Galactus come in. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. The HasLab one. That came <laughs> I posted a Tic Tac on or TikTok. Like an opening uh, unboxing or whatever. Well, a little bit because I was like, this is one of the ending things of my divorce. Like, oh, yeah. Was like $600. Yeah. Like, finale. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of the, the last the nails settlement. in it. <laughs> that's awesome. During COVID, when we're all struggling for bills, and I'm toy hunting, and I'm like, babe, it's a fucking Haslam. It's once in a lifetime. I like the Wolverine. I like my Wolverine. Yeah. My son's name's Logan, named after Wolverine. This last one. Chilling. Oh. And, uh, Chilling in his arms. Yeah, my son doesn't like X-Men or Wolverine at all. Have you played with a Deadpool head yet? Have you seen that before? No. It's a talking head. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Um, we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to improv. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the bathroom. Go ahead. We can, oh, we, yeah, we, we can do, we can do a cut. And we're back with Deadpool. You haven't seen this before? No. It's freaking cool, man. Like, oh, it's kind of scary. You could, uh, well, I guess you could cut his head off and he would be alive. 
Yeah, he's nodding. Oh my goodness. Oh, he's cussing at us. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess I should have asked if we cuss. I don't know. Yeah, you can cuss. That's a big deal. I, I fuck is such a make me do shit. So such like a, such a word, you know. It describes you can describe anything with fuck. So you have an app, and he'll do it on his oh, own. Oh, and he, you, you can kind of con- oh, you're controlling him a little bit. That's awesome. So I can do jokes. So. Wow. So yeah, Deadpool. Probably my favorite. I don't know. I like Punisher too. Deadpool's my favorite. The I mean, ones that I my mom it. told me not to read when I was young. Yeah. Those are the ones that I made my grandma and just kind of put it in the cart. Yeah. And got home. So yeah, Deadpool. Because, you know, just real raunchy and yep. breaks the fourth wall. And uh, Punisher. Punisher's walking around shooting up heroin and killing people. And like, you know, avenging his, his family and all that. So yeah, those, those two. Punisher Max. Yeah. I had oh. one that was like. So. I'll be 40 in March and I'm a little, I'm aging myself, but you know, Walmart, my, my grandma used to go to Walmart and fill up three carts yeah. full of just groceries and everything. And so I could, it's back when Walmart sold, you know, CDs and comic books and stuff. Yeah. They, they might still, but, uh, I would just throw stuff. Yeah. That's, all, that's the only place you can get Garth Brooks. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Cause he's not on. Yeah. Shout out Garth Brooks. Serial killer. Serial killer. Yeah. Where are the bodies, Garth? Where, Where are the bodies, bodies, Garth? We're asking. We're asking. It's still going no, on. No, so uh, Punisher comic, and I remember one. It had it was like in a in a paper bag, and it just said censored. Because when you open it up, he was like chopping someone's arms off or something, <laughs> and just torturing them. And then that one, I remember it was like H dash. He's like, I need to, I needed to take a little H, and it's like he's shooting himself up with heroin because he's been in a fight and he's hurting, and he still wants to keep going on. Yeah. But long story short, Granny has you know three baskets full of groceries and stuff, I would just throw that stuff in there. That's kind of how I got into rock music. My first um, rock CD that I got was the Presidents of the United States of America. Do you, yeah, you yeah. familiar with them? Lump? Yeah, Lump. And Well, they have a song called Kitty. And it's obviously, the lyrics are, Kitty in my room and I want to touch it. So yeah. he's talking about pussy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was 10. Yeah. But there's a... There's a line at the end, and it's like, fuck you, kitty, you're going to spend the night. Fuck you, kitty, you're going to spend the night outside. And I swear to God, I would get that CD. I owned that CD like four times because my mom would come into my room only when that part was on. She's like, this is not, we're not listening to this. And she would throw it out. Well, finally, about the fourth time, she's like, how do you keep getting this? It has parental guidance on it. And I'm like, oh, I just throw it in Mimi's cart. I mean, yeah. she's spending eight or $900 back then yeah. on groceries. They're not going to notice. The cashiers were just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So that's how I kind of got in. Hey, shout out Mimi. For... <laughs> God, I hope they don't watch this. <laughs> they probably will. Hopefully we're like long enough into it where they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they have shut it off. Well, it's like know. songs that you don't know. Have a, Amy really was like, know. don't incriminate yourself. And I'm like, uh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Exhibit A. Yeah. He said that? What? No, it's cool. I, I encourage you all to watch the whole podcast. Watch some of the other ones, too. He does a great job. Thanks, man. Is, I, I really try. This, this is, my is professional. Yeah, I can. I kind of have a like a built-in bullshit filter about you. There's, there's a lot of people from Tulsa that are, I'm going to do this, and this yeah. is, I want to have you come out. Well, immediately, if you're hanging out with Roscoe, that's a... Well, no yeah. brainer. Yeah. And then, you know, I watched a couple episodes yesterday and I'm like, yeah, this is legit. This is, I was actually, 
I woke up early, took a shower, drank some coffee. Like I was excited. Did to be some, on, I wore yeah. my cool black outfit. You know, I noticed yesterday because we were scheduled deliberately. And you were like, "Yeah, you started texting me," and I was like, "Yep, he's into it." Yeah, I, can, I can tell oh, too. Yeah. You can tell from a guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it, very professional. And you can I, tell I, who's going to promote it. I feel cool. Gonna... Like it's cool. You know? Yeah, it's, it's chill. Well, yeah. my ultimate goal is like any entertainer, besides not just comedians, but you know, musicians, anybody that's coming mm. through the Tulsa area that wants to promote something or wants to just come in here and have a come cool on, chat. Yeah, that's just yeah. the ultimate goal. Like, um. Eric Knowles was in uh, Tulsa two weeks ago. He's a comedian. He was uh, uh, he was yeah. hosting Looney Bin all week. Oh, cool! Oh, um, and he was just in Tulsa. Uh, no, he's a comedian. Was he promoting a show on yeah. here though? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, like he was just in his uh, hotel room. He was like uh-huh. looking around on Facebook, and he was just saw Tulsa nightlife. He saw my po- my podcast, podcast on there. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, I'm just chilling in my hotel room all weekend. Do you want to let me actually have a, have a touring comedian here? Come in? I was yeah. like, yeah. Uh, of course. And he's That's like, awesome. yeah, I'm bored. I just wanted to do something. Doesn't that feel good? Like, yeah. I, I have a lot of people, um, they'll move to town or, you know, um, I had a buddy who moved here from Denver and it's probably about four, four years ago. And um, he, he found my open mic just by, you know, doing it. And he, he comes up to me, he's like, man, I want to get into the Tulsa music scene, and I'm a singer songwriter like you. And he's like, "You got to be the guy." I, I wanted to meet you. I wanted to talk to you. I'm like, "That feels that feels pretty cool." Yeah. It's also, you know, and then he now he's gigging. He, he he put a band together from the open mic. Like I said, you know, sometimes you have a bass player come in. Well, we had a drummer and a bass player that were just kind of fiddle farting with me, and I was, but they actually have a band, and they actually play, you know, at Vanguard and yeah. the Shrine and all their. They're playing out, and they met at my open mic. Next, that's, that's, that's next time really cool. I come out to your open mic, would you play acoustic behind me or something like that? Or play yeah, guitar? Yeah, yeah. I, I have some jokes. I, I did it with uh, you know. I don't know if you know Zach Amen. Me and uh, me and Roscoe did um, that Tenacious D song one time. Which one? Tribute. The one about Kickapoo. No, not my favorite dish, but I'll order it from Zanzibar. Oh, oh uh, um, 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 I want fucker fuck. gently. Yeah, fucker gently. Yes. Yeah. We've we've done that one. Zanzibar. We've done that one a couple times. But no, I, I just want you to like do uh, kind of like so like well, I, I did. Uh, I'm down for anything. I mean, I, did I, show, I love that stuff. I did a show with Zach, and I was like, "Hey, can you play your acoustic behind me?" And he just did like this soft, very yeah. this soft acoustic, and then I did like really dark jokes jokes it. behind it so yeah, i wanted to, cool. I, I even introduced i'm like before this next section i wanted to actually have some uh you know uplifting <laughs> music to kind of offset some of the, the, yeah. the content right yeah and i I'm talk about totally some really down. dark yeah i love collaborations and you know i at, at baby roost we have a drum set that yeah. i bought and i'm not really a drummer but now i kind of am yeah like i can jump up there and keep a beat well um it's just cool Tonight. By the end of the night, you know, when the, when the fireball's flowing and we're all kind of loosey-goosey, you go outside and smoke, and it's cool to see what kind of happens yeah. at the end, because sometimes you have a full band, yeah. and then when you get done, you're like, let's take this shit on the road. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. And then, you know, you don't really do anything else until the next Wednesday, and then yeah. they come back, and it's it's really cool to see that happening. I like when comedians come out, but it's, you know, there's so many great comedy open mics. Yeah. I just try to challenge them, you know, if you really are getting serious into your craft and come 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 perform to a room that's not really there to see comedy. Yeah. See if yeah. you can kind of catch Yeah, flex the different And I like doing that. Like I'll go, you know, I'll go to a buddy of mine has a hip hop one and I'll go there with my acoustic and I'll play you know 19 pages, which is a, a, a pop punk breakup song that I wrote. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just play it. You know, and just yeah. kind of see. But then you get those guys that are all, you know, they have their hair and black fingernails and they're coming up to you and they're like, man, that was awesome. Then they get up there and they're like this crazy rap 
phenom, and you're like, wow, they they enjoyed that acoustic stuff just like I enjoyed their horror metal rap or well, whatever they're doing. Well, without e- any ego, and I'm still new. I'm still new on my comedy journey going through standups yeah. like that. But like, what I'm really noticing and what I'm really trying to get into more is just. And again, they say it all the time. It's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. Sure. And a lot of it is body language and how you're presenting. Mm-hmm. And presenting is a big thing in hosting. It is. And yeah. um, I don't know if you noticed, like, the last that I did at Baby Roos, whenever uh-huh. I talked to you and the bartenders. And then, yeah. uh, what's it, Nicole? Nicole, yeah. Yeah, yeah Brandy's the other owner. Yeah. Um, Those girls are fantastic. I was in a dark spot after COVID, um, doing a few open mics here and there. And I really didn't have like a strong place. That I felt comfortable enough to, you know, do an open mic. Like yeah. I used to be the guy that showed up with my guitar, set up my sound system, plugged it in, played for three hours, un- undid my sound system, got in my car, got my check, and left. I never was a host or, hey, I want everyone to come in and talk to me and check in with me. Yeah. I never was that kind of guy until the, towards the end of 2016 when I started doing it. But um, they've really saved me from just quitting doing the open mic i mean in all honesty if you really like this show unloading meat you will reach out to your favorite doordash or uber eats company and tell them to sponsor the show because it's kind of like a mr b situation where i spend so much fucking money on food being a fat ass that if they were to sponsor the show somehow that money would go directly back into the show in a weird way so yeah get us a sponsorship now back to the show. Well, Andrew Live. I got the Andrew Live name from when Facebook first implemented that you could go live. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And I used to set up a tripod and put my phone on it, and it, I would go live. So it says, Andrew is live, Andrew Live, Andrew Live. And people were like, when's the next Andrew Live show? When's the? And I was like, that's kind of catchy. Yeah. I like that. But it turned into the exact same thing I was just saying. I would have you know, 80 or 90 people watching me. And I looked at the bar, and there's five people in there. Yeah. So I do not stream anymore. That's why. You have to come out and actually get your butt off the couch, come out and support these open mics and venues. Yeah. You just have to. I mean, part of it is, you know, every Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, I beg people to come hang out with me. Yeah. Basically. I do that. I call it correspondence hour. Yeah. Where I text people that... You you may have come, you know, a couple weeks ago, but I haven't seen them in a couple weeks. Everything good? Come out to the open mic. Yeah. And then sometimes, literally, it's like, hey, guys, uh, it's been four weeks, and I've had eight performers. You guys want to come out and, like, make it a big one? Yeah. Like, let's, you know, let's spend some money. Let's party. Let's yeah. have fun and keep the lights on in these places. Yeah. So a lot of it's that. It's just you got to be really cut out for a, a weird – it's a weird business. Yeah. You have to have, be really thick-skinned, which I'm not. I'm pretty – same here. Sensitive. I'm, trying, I'm developing it. Dude. And yeah. I, in my mind, you know, people are doing, th- and they don't even, like you said, they don't even fucking care. Yeah. And it's like, I, I make up scenarios all the time, but it makes me, it makes me a better person, really, to have to go th- deal with that stuff, because it's, it's life. Yeah. That's, that's life, you know? And it's always like, I tell people, I'm like two or three gigs away from really making a bunch of money. But I'm also, if you take away two or three gigs, yeah. I'm going to DoorDash. Yeah. So it's I, I stay in a happy medium. And I'm just kind of blessed that, you know, the, the places that support me and stuff. And it's just like, you know, the golden rule. Just treat people how you want to be treated. Don't burn any bridges. Yep. With all the drama and stuff, you can get caught into it. And I, I have some of it, but I have drama with, with a bar group. And I play at their bars, st- some of them still. Yeah. 
you know, because it's a business. Well, it's a business, yeah. And they know that I'll bring people out, yeah. And it's you know, you don't really have to like it, yeah. Love and like everyone, because at the end of the day, there's perception, and reality. The there's perception and shit well, it's like, like that. There, there's some comedians that I don't, I don't really care for them. Yeah, I don't like their style. Yeah. Um, a lot of times Amy's with me, and if it if it gets too you know raunchy yeah. and cringy, like I'm not, I'm not saying don't do your thing. Yeah. It's just not really for me. Well, yeah, there's different there's different genres of music, different genres genres of comedy, right? And right. you know, uh, dude, there was a thing like uh, how am I going to frame this? Um, there's certain things that you run into in the comedy section where it's like, okay, this is an open mic, but we don't want to have this kind of humor, this kind of humor, this kind of humor. There could be like, some rules. I understand rules, but then there's things like we don't want uh, roasting or we don't want. Um, we don't want um, it's just a joke. I mean, that's yeah. It's like what a to joke me, is. if you're at an open mic at a comedy club, you, you know what you're getting. Well, isn't that what a joke is? Like, yeah. even if you're not talking about a person, aren't you roasting a situation? Like, well, finding it, humor in yeah, life. So, yeah. What do they want? Like a knock knock? Even knock knock jokes, you're finding humor. So here's you're my roasting. Pro- here's my big. You're problem. roasting. You're you're knocking on someone's door and roasting them. If you that's give what me a joke, is if you give me a rule and it's a bullshit rule and it's a rule where I can poke holes into it, like why? Yeah, I'm I have yeah. the mentality where I'm gonna fuck with it. Push, um, push the envelope yes it's, yeah. just, it's just natural i'm that way too um because also at the end of the day if we're an entertainer and i know this is a business uh, yeah. but and maybe this goes with musicians but uh comedians i'm really talking about my history mm. we're comedians have more leeway than musicians well what i'm getting at is like typically we're in this line of work because we can't we can't or want to get away from a nine to five sure we struggle in that that environment we're more mm. of a free from artist creative creative kind of environment we're yeah. more on the stage and stuff that we love that kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. um we love the le- less restrictions, more open yeah. environments. Yeah. Why the fuck are you trying to put more restrictions on the thing that we're trying to get away from? Because they want it to be like it's control. That's that's some of these hosts. They it's want, ga- it's they want it to be there. Yeah. And I love the you know some of them and it's like isn't an open mic and they'll be their faces plastered and you got all this stuff on the flyer yeah. and it's like what the it's a show. Yeah. You know. I mean we've talked about like, that. I mean, there's people that you know even host showcases and they're like mm-hmm. we're the host but they're gonna do a ten minute set in between each each person. Yeah, it's like, that's a little. That's fucking bullshit. I love my favorite open mics are when they it starts out with some old timers that got to work in the yeah. morning and they got their wives there and they they perform. And then you have some like first time guys come up that have never been to an open yeah. mic before, and they perform. And I'm just kind of a stage manager. I haven't yeah. even been up there because the older guys they know how to introduce themselves. Yeah, or they're going first. Yeah, you know, there's poker going on and there's people playing pool. It's not like a show. Yeah, you know, it's not a listening room. You don't have yeah. that atmosphere. Well, you ever been? You ever? But it's like, and then you have, you know, the kid that has never played before. Well, he need, he needs to learn how to talk. Yeah, up there. He, I know how to talk. Yeah, I know. How, I've been there, done that. Yeah, let him. I'll plug him up and the, introduce yourself. You know, because I'm off to the side there. I'm like, tell him who you are. You know, and then yeah. the song be done. I'm like, what's the name of that song you just played? And you're kind of teaching them. And then the my favorite thing about mine are when you know some of the established artists will come through later. Yeah, after they get off, and it's like, wow, there, there's Casey West. Shout out Casey West. He shows up to mine all the time. Yeah. And it's when I'm about to pack up, and he's like, "Hey, can I get on stage?" And it's yeah. like, "Dude, he's phenomenal, phenomenal." Well, you know what? The biggest country compl- artist, the biggest, Look compl- him up. <laughs> the biggest compliment I can get. I had it happen between you, um, again, Nicole, and who was the other bartender? Brandy. Uh, Brandy. Um, it happened with you guys, and then it also happened at uh, when I did my first showcase at Go Theater in Broken Arrow mm-hmm. like in June. The biggest compliment I ever got was both mm-hmm. times. I think it was either it was Brandy or Nicole. They said you woke up. You woke them up. Yeah. And I that I will wear that like a badge of honor. That's whenever you said whenever exactly you tell a comedian you that you woke him up. Mm-hmm. 
oh my god, it's because I even felt it. So like, I even tell people like I did like Roscoe said do it like ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, I started riffing towards the end with just random shit. So I ended up doing like eleven or twelve. You got, you got kind of comfortable up. Yeah. There. At four I minutes. That. In, at four minutes in, you started out kind of eh, but yes. then when people and that's you know that's the thing about comedy. You gotta get in the pocket. You gotta get there. Same with guitar. Yeah. Same with play, playing and singing. You can play. That's why I never do a set list. I don't like lists. I was gonna talk even to even I didn't know what song I I don't I still don't know what song I'm gonna sing. I need to yeah. get another instrument again. So like um I, I don't kind of box myself in. Yeah. Because you could you know, you could have a set list or a joke list or whatever, and nobody could be paying attention. And you're like, yes. hey, I wrote this song. I have a song called the Wedding Song, and I yep. wrote it, um, to perform at a wedding, and it's a really you know slow sappy love song. Yeah. And I used uh, my grandparents have been married for almost seventy years. And I used their wedding photo as the cover of the photo online on the single. Yeah. And so I have a little story that I say that. And if I'm, if there's people that just took a round of, of Jaeger bombs. Yeah. And there's a pool game going on and it's like down to the nitty gritty. And it, that's not an appropriate time to do that. But yeah. if that's on your, you know, if that's on your set list. Yeah. And yeah, well, I got to do it. So I might play, you know, if people, if people are taking shots and there's, you got some dancers up there, I'm playing third eye blind. I'm playing yeah. tonic. When she says she loves me. You know, something that's up uplifting and you know, party. Yeah. Party, party, party. Well, it's but, like not only that, but like if you're at an open mic comedy and or you know, if you're doing comedy at open mic uh -huh. and you're doing um your five minutes and you're working on your material, like we talked about earlier, it's not so much how what you're saying, it's how you say it and stuff. Yeah. The if, delivery. At the end of the day, we should be also focusing on our facial expressions. We should be working on our delivery and how our stage presence, whether you have you move the fucking mic stand out of the way so you're not right. fucking uh <laughs> fighting attention when you're without even knowing. Yeah, they it. don't the the comedians don't like the boom yeah. stands. They one. I I have another one that I bought for yeah. when I have a comic the straight up one yeah they don't like this like, they hate it yeah well I hate it too because they start like wrenching on it yeah. and then when I get up there to play my guitar it's like this one it's like slowly going down yeah I could tell them the first artist uh, guitar player because it, so still, I have a it's I have a slowly going down uh, I have a I'll, I have a, a redneck fix I have a paint right. can behind your back if you want to hang it on the edge no, of it keep, it keeps it on my toes I like it yeah. so like um it's like a beautiful distraction. Well, like it, that's it, exactly what an entertainer yeah. is, by the way. Yeah, we are beautiful distractions. Well, we should. So, like, I would argue if you are doing an open mic and nobody's paying attention, then you're not doing your job well. Right, you might. You have to bring them back in. You have to get your mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. So, it's so like, how do you know if a joke works if nobody's listening? Right. Yeah, you don't. So, if you're over there at the bar and you're not even like, oh fuck these open micers, how do <laughs> I know if you think that's funny or not? Yeah, you won't. But if I go, hey, what's up, Foghorn Leghorn? Because you look like fucking some kind of redneck. And go, oh, you look up. Uh, and then I go, do a Timothy McVeigh joke or something like that, and you laugh. Uh, I know it works. You wrangle them in a little yes, bit. Yes, because cool. so yeah. like um, I told I told people now like when I do a five minute set, I go there with maybe two to three minutes. Yeah, that's it. I go with a bit that I'm working on. I wanna, you know, because it's a gym. Something I want to work on do. Stuff. Yeah. The rest of it I write before I go up, and I want to write like two to three jokes of just crowd work kind and just freestyle. Yeah. Because everything there is just pre-made stuff that you're waiting that's for somebody to riff on. Super cool, yes. And that's how I do it, and it feels more yes. organic, and it also lets me. So you would be a great host yourself of an open mic. The, I, I, you I think, am. You kind of think the way I do about stuff, and I can riff, and it's, I can. It's a venue. It's yes. a, It's a vibe. You know. Yes. It's, uh, a, it's a show. You got to play to the crowd. It's an entertaining. That's show. why when I do, you know, when I'm when I'm playing and they're eating fajitas, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play slow and sappy love songs and, and talk. Yeah. At a lot of my restaurant gigs, I don't talk. Yeah. And it's phenomenal because 
I'll make $150 in tips. And they're not listening. Because I'm not there for that. I'm background music. Yeah. Hello, but I'm motherfucker. Not, yeah, right. But I'm not off key. My guitar is not out of tune. Yeah. It's like kind of a slow, you know, like kind of soothing thing. And then, you know, I'll, I open up for Agent Orange. They are a punk band. My energy level had to be through the roof. Yeah. And I will say, not a knock on Agent Orange, but I played, and then there was another band, and then Agent Orange. But there was more people and more engagement when I played my five little, you know, power acoustic punk yeah. set than there were for Agent Orange. Because yeah. by that time, they were gone. Well, like, sound matters <laughs> a lot as far as, like, having everything in tune and having everything in key. So, like, yeah, especially I, with, if you're doing, like, higher-end gigs where, yeah. you know, there's... I do some gigs where it's, it's $12, $13 cocktails. Well, like, you're not going to be out of... You don't want to be out of tune, and yeah. you don't want to have a raspy... You know, attitude, voice. Well, I always bring up this uh, my example of like I'm not the biggest Maroon Five fan, but I got I, I got free tickets to them at BOK like a long time oh, ago, like yeah. 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Dude, you definitely go. And it that. was Maroon Five headlining, and the opening for them was Al City and Neon Trees. Oh, Al City's great, man. Okay. Having said that, yeah, Al City went first. Whoever did you like them? Whoever did their sound design and whoever set it up should be immediately fired. Oh, it no. sounded it's like so, it sounded like somebody was recording in their garage with like the cheap Walmart. Oh, it it sounded like shit. He goes, Isn't "How's everybody doing at Tulsa?" And it was fucking crickets. And it was just like, uh, and oh, it was sucks. so bad that my wife at the time was like, "Let's go get some." Food. I went and got margaritas, and like I left at the opener. Like, uh, like it sounded horrible. Sound, yeah, it sounded like shit. There's a venue like that in uh, Oklahoma City. I won't say which one, but I literally saw. Angels and Airwaves, uh, are you a Blink, know, Blink fan? Yeah. So I'm Team Tom. I love Tom. And so Angels and Airwaves, Angels and Airwaves. The aliens have, are real. Yeah, they are real. Um, they've probably played maybe 30 shows live ever. And I went and saw them back-to-back nights. Nice. But I saw them at Kane's the first time. Yeah. Phenomenal show. Sound was one of one of my top five live shows yeah. I've ever been to. Then I saw them at this, and I don't want to say the name yeah, of the venue. It's in Oklahoma City. Sounded like... They were playing in a trash can. It yep, just and it wasn't the same show. It was the same songs. Yeah, and he even you know he's an entertainer, but he even had the same stories. Yeah, and it was the same set list. Yeah, and everything did not even sound good at all. Yeah, if that would have been my experience with them, I would have said Angel Nairway sucks live. That's but I saw I him saw- literally the night before. At Kane's, yeah. and it was the one of the best shows I've That's ever That's honestly been. how I felt about Al City because, like, literally, as I'm in the, the line of the concessions, they did Al City like three or four songs. <laughs> and you just, and then it went to just, Neon Trees, and Neon Trees was doing that Everybody Talks song of the time. Yeah. And it's a super popular Were song. They, did it sound better? Oh, as soon as Neon Trees set up, it sounded like they the were radio. Better? It wow. sounded perfect. See, I wonder why. And, like, he started that out with just a, like, just uh, no guitar, just like, you know, the Everybody Talks line. Yeah. Or whatever. And the whole crowd was singing along, and I was like, it sounds amazing. amazing. Wow. And everyone was like, Al City just sounded like shit you think you would think if you get to that level yeah of you know but, be okay that it would sound but just the good, sound design not, the production design like, it was baffling yeah, the difference a lot of, a lot of these then, local shows and open mics and stuff they can sound yeah. atrocious i mean i, I saw would, weezer there and they sounded great i would suggest to if you're an open mic host especially doing music invest in some good sounding yeah. equipment and you don't have i say invest yeah my sound system that i've used for seven years now. I've used it for seven years. Yeah. It's Harbinger. Guitar Center brand Harbinger. It was $150. Yeah. Invest the time and learn how to mix it. Learn how to use it. Yeah. Because it sounds great. It well, sounds great. And I will have artists that come in to my open mic. Yeah. And they don't even like me. Yeah. But they like the sound. They sound good. Yeah. They sound good. So how do you think about how you sound today? 
on this? Yeah. I sound great. So, it sounds really good. Like, this is pro gear. Yeah. This is pro. So, um, I'm not on your couch with a little, we're not talking into an earbud. No. You know? So, like, I, I, I invested in a lot. So, like, what I tell people when they ask, like, how you do it, I was like, set a budget. Yeah. And then go by and do your research on what to allocate the money into what's going to do the most bang for your buck. Right. So, like, these mics are only, like, $99 mics. For, they're road, they're pod mics. But, they're the, they, but they do the job because I spent $400 on the road the mixer, soundboard, right? the mixer board. Yep. Have that dialed in. And then I also do post-production. Yeah, like my, that. Mic, my mic that I use for my setup is a Shure yeah. SM58. And yeah. it, it costs, those are $110. Yeah. And my sound system costs 150 Yeah. But and, but like what I did, they is don't I, make that anymore. Shout out to Harbinger, I yeah. guess. Maybe they maybe we can get a sponsor from them. Well, what they I don't make the one anymore because they don't make they don't make stuff like they used to yeah. either. I played before I got that one. I played on one that was from the eighties. It was a big heavy. You know, I'm talking about like the powered mixers yeah. that are ultra portable, and you know, I play five nights a week, so I can't. You know, yeah. Baby Roost is different. They have their own built in sound. That's what, I love Baby Roost and that they offer the open mic because yeah. that is a stage. That is a sound system that rivals any in town. Yeah. Outside of like being It sounds good there. And, and the like, sound is good. And the way that the bar is set up is great. Because if you're really into the performing and the performance, you can walk past the bar and it's kind of have it kind of has that, you know, that front area. Yeah. If you're not really if you're there to see, you know, some jokes and then a singer songwriter gets it's up, very that's deep. not your bag. Go up to the bar and it's not it's not too loud. You can have a conversation, yeah. you know. I've been to some and I walk in and I'm like, it's got good acoustics. And I can't hear anything but the perform- and I'm just like this is I don't want to be there. Yeah. I kind of look at it, you know, I kind of look at it from all spectrums. Yeah. The civilians, the comedians, the guy that, you know, has never played his guitar before, Casey West coming in there yeah. that's played forever. You want to appease to everybody. Yeah, like, it's like there's a ba- there's a bar in a place called uh, Painted Horse down here, and it has phenomenal mm-hmm. food. It's a great place. Yeah, I've never they heard of they occasionally have uh, uh do they have open, music? They have music. Yeah, but like when they do music, it's like right where the bar would be. Like this, I need this to write thing. that down because I want, I need a few more places. To Painted play. Horse. Um, no, we'll talk after. Well, like, I'm, I'm joking. Basically, Sorry when they have the bu- the drums and stuff like there, it's like the drummers from me to you, and here's the bar. Oh, and like you're trying to eat, and he's like, yeah, and oh, it's just like goodness. you can just hear the cymbals and stuff like yeah. that. And you're just like. To, yeah, I've been to places like that, and it's like I I've had I've that. had twenty and fifty and hundred dollar tips because the guy got laid and got the phone number because I didn't play too loud, but I still played Jumper and she liked that song. Yeah, and they kind of loosened her up. I've had that, and I, I like that. Yeah, I used to be nobody's listening to me, but I've kind of as I've gotten older, I've been playing and performing for twenty seven years. Yeah, and as I've gotten older, I'm like, they were talking. And my tip jar's full. Yeah. And they didn't throw tomatoes at me. Love it. I love when they're just kind of chatting. And that's my vibe, man. That's what I like to do at my shows. Well, like going through therapy and stuff after my last marriage, like really put, like, help me put the connect the dots and do like everything. Like, what happened I did in my anger life. management for a while after my first divorce. I had to do anger management. Did they help you put stuff, like, put stuff in man, perspective I went a little in, bit? Well, she, it wasn't very, I don't know. I didn't want to be in there when I did it. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. But the the host or the guy said something that that touched me and he was like you have to be in here. You have to. Yeah. It don't matter. You can come in and just sit there like a lump and not get anything out of it. Yeah. Or you could take, you know, the mistake that you made and you could turn it into a learning experience. Maybe you can learn something. Yeah. And so I used to have a really bad anger problem. Really I would pick fights and I was always right and the sky's green and the grass is blue, man. If yeah. I want it to be, and if you say anything, I, w- I'm, I would fight and 
get really mad and drink and get even more mad. And it, it taught me kind of how, you know, I have some coping mechanisms now. Yeah. And it taught me a lot. And it's kind of like, it's helped me be a good host because, you know, there's drama in bars yeah. and people get drunk and stuff. And I've always just kind of been, you want to be like a thermostat. You don't want to be like a thermometer. So if you're a thermometer, you take a thermometer. That's a great and you put it. Of advice. Yes, catch this if you catch nothing else. If you're a thermometer and you put it in ice water, it's going to go to 32 degrees. If you go put it on the stove over there, and it's you know boiling water, it's going to be 150 degrees. But if you're a thermostat, you're just reacting. If you're a thermometer, you're just reacting to whatever is going on and whatever temperature it is. I would also if say you're that a you're a thermostat. You set that shit at 72, or in my house 70 because I like it colder. I like it colder. Yeah, you can tell. So you set that shit at 70, Big boys. and then it doesn't matter. Because if someone pisses you off, it just kicks on. If you get a little bit too cold, it just kicks off. I and like more I like more your... Be like a thermostat, baby. I like more your analogy that a uh, thermostat, you're also in control. Yeah, you set it. Set it and forget it. Well, my thing is, like, um, I've said it on the podcast, I learned too. that at the uh, anger management. I have two <laughs> things I say to myself before I go on. I always say... Have fun, like keep smile, have fun. Yeah. Because if you have if you have fun, they're gonna know you have fun. And it's gonna come off in your performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the most important thing is, I say, take them on a roller coaster of energy. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, if you ever see a comedian or somebody, if you dip low in the energy levels, it better be intentional. Sure. Because you can't get them back. Oh no. If you don't have something, bring them back. Want to bring like, them back up. So like, yeah. When you're talking about the that's the same with thing. songs. Yeah. Yes. So I have I, how I write songs are shapes. So I have circle songs that are just kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Speed and stuff and then i have you know triangle songs that kind of go up and down yeah you want your set to kind of be like that too so i see these guys a lot you know the new guys and yeah. I, they, they'll want some of them you know genuinely want a genuine critique yeah and that's probably the third thing that i go to first is that nobody gets into the mic enough yeah it's kind of a it's a weird and if you're not used to you know i you can wanna, tell you want to eat into that mic yeah when you're when you're singing and doing stuff um second is your attack on especially on guitar you want to let the sound system and the sound engineer do his job. A lot of guys get up there and they're just, just running out. I'm like, man, how do you not break a string? Oh, I, I, I break a string like every other day. I'm like, yeah, you want to learn that sweet little, you know, slow motion. And then the third thing, it's kind of hard. It's like all of your songs were the same tempo that you sang the same key and your, your set was just like this. You want your set kind of go up and down. Like yeah. once you do a slow song, Boom, do no diggity, you yeah. know, or do, you know, that hype it up. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to go like this. Yeah. And same with comedy. Comedy's similar. Well, I, I really wasn't ever that much into comedy before. And then I found out that uh, Ryan was doing it and he's a good friend of mine and I've known him my whole life. And then I kind of started having some of them come out to my open mics and stuff. And yeah. it's like, it's interesting how much it's very, very similar to yeah. singing and, and, performing in that way because you're performing but it's also different i don't know um i also it's, say like it's I, cool I, I equate i i patterned when i relaunched everything and i, I really wanted to take this seriously this year and mm-hmm. i pushed everything i pattern my can, comedy career the way a professional wrestler does their career so like an independent wrestler you want to start out you start out you make a brand yeah. you get some t-shirts sold you get the logos you get fan support you get people mm-hmm. like that homegrown kind of support yeah and you're going gig to gig and i say it all the time like you do it for the hot dog and the handshake so to speak yep to get make those networkings to make those those connections that's to get i the like next that gig. about the open mic the networking that goes yeah. on to you this episode of unloading me is not brought to you by your favorite mobile banking app such as cash app 
Man, I love using Cash App, especially when I'm doing things other than buying drugs. Cash App. I just got into Theo Vaughn, and he's hilarious to me just because he's raw. And yeah. he, he'll go to a place, and you can tell where it's kind of an act. Yeah. But he's very, very genuine, too, about yeah. stuff. But his, it's like, I that's, a, that's exactly what I told Amy. Yeah. I'm like, it's like Theo Vaughn. Like, he has little cuts, and he put, he'll put up my name and stuff. And, yeah. like, it's cool. It's going to be fun. Like, and it is fun. It's yeah, man. Really I'm cool. having fun. It's like, really cool. Yeah. I, I want to have fun. And, like, I've been, like, I've had people, you know, some some of the op- my open micers, they're like, well, yeah, we went down yonder, and it, you know, the the host was drunk and out smoking cigarettes, and yeah. then I, when I finally got to go on, which is you know, forty five minutes of just dead air, my my guitar, I couldn't hear it, and my vocals were kind of off, and like they'll come to mine, and then they'll keep coming back because they're yeah. like, wow, I got there, and you like you introduced me to people, and there was other people, and you were real professional about it, and you you know, and it sounded really good. I could hear my guitar, and you had the monitor, and it's like, there was lights. You, you want to know how... You pl- took some pictures, and like, it was... Right there. They'll keep coming right back. Right there. You know how a place is successful, and how it's going to be popular with everybody, if you see the pictures. Yep. If it... Yeah. Um, I always say that if it... Two weeks if it's ago... not on Facebook, it didn't happen. Two weeks ago, <laughs> when we all came out, when I came out, uh-huh. there's a post of like, there's like... It's all like eight of us comedians out there just smoking and like just hanging out like all yep. like this. Roscoe took one. Yep. And it's just like that's that what night it, I didn't take a lot of pictures. I remember my phone was dying when I went in. And you know, I'm not perfect. Some nights I'm a little bit off. And that yeah. was one of the nights. Well what I'm getting at is I didn't take a lot of pictures, but I need to I need to do that every time. That's well, something that what I'm getting I at was comedians, do. that's important. That so they that, see y'all hanging out and having a good time. Well, not only that, but my favorite thing is as a personal comedian. I love to rift in the com- riff in the communal, like just everybody getting around and just riffing. Yeah, and that happens with comedians, dude. And I love being around comedians because I feel like I have the to banter. Kinda, when you're hanging out with comedians, you you you're kind of already smiling, and because you're like, you guys look funny. You know, you're, you're I can tell you're a comedian or you do something. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of like, well, with me, you know, the little I got the long hair. And it's I'm, an energy like, about like, us. Oh, the, the artist is here. You know, yeah. I had a you know I had a buzz cut. And I wasn't wearing hats, and I would just wear like you know a polo. Yeah, and I'd literally be like, show up, show up at the venue, and be like, well, is anybody gonna sign up or what? Yeah, you kind of got to look apart, you know. You got to build a brand. Yeah, you got to build a brand. I mean, I do the I do the flat bills, and you know, shout out to you. I love Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa University is great. My mom used to drop me off there when I was ten and go to the football games, and I'm still going. Well, it's like (laughs) it's like you know, you see my logo and stuff, you see the evolution, like season one and season two, like yeah. Season two even has ears. <laughs> it's just, cool. Just upgrading and like you know, like my hairstyle changed because like that was me when I originally tried to do it during COVID, like getting this, oh, yeah, logo, yeah, this yeah. brand started and stuff. Like, I like that you're wearing Deadpool too. That's cool. Yeah, it's my homage <laughs> to Deadpool. And then like, have you watched the Wrexham with them? He bought the soccer club. No, no, no. You no, need no. to watch that if I you like to. Ryan Reynolds. He bought a he bought the world's third oldest. It's him and Rob McClaney from It's mm-hmm. Always Sunny, right? Yep. He bought or it Lee or whatever, and it's the like the third oldest. It's in Wales. But you know how soccer works; they get relegated. So they were like almost about to be not a professional, and then they brought them up to like, you, they you literally go from like maybe the soccer players make twenty grand a year to like you make like a hundred grand. Oh a year. damn! So I'm, I'm making those numbers yeah. up. But there's it's called Wrexham. It's on Hulu. If you yeah. have Hulu, yeah, it's funny because I've it's, seen it ads for it. And it's Ryan Reynolds, but you know you have these people in Wales, which is and it's a really small town. Like that soccer club is. The town, yeah, like in that. Then they have a bar and they have a restaurant, like around, yeah, that soccer club, yeah. And it's funny because they're all like Deadpool bought our soccer team, and they're like, yeah, Deadpool, and they're like wearing the Deadpool costumes at <laughs> yeah. this at this sacred, you know, football, you yeah. know. And they, it's so funny. 
Uh, Ryan Reynolds goes over there and he's like, one of the, because it's owned by the people of the city, the team, before, and then they bought it, you know, and it's, some of the season ticket holders and stuff are asking, they ask Ryan Reynolds, like, what made you want to buy this? And he said, well, you know, we just, you really want to, I love the underdog and I really want to, I want to have something that I can put money into that isn't, you know, my gin or my yeah. my movies and stuff. Well, <laughs> he went on this long thing, and then the one kid got up and he goes, "You just wanted it because our colors are red and Deadpool's red." And you know, Ryan Reynolds being him, he goes, "No, that's actually it. All that other stuff I said was bullshit. That's yeah. actually why." <laughs> Yeah, and, the, and the kid's just smiling here. I love Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder. Like Van Wilder, yeah. like which yeah. is funny because that's actually based on Burt Kreischer. Yep. Which people uh, don't know. A lot of people don't know no. that. And a lot that's of people, his fucking character because yeah. he that's him. <laughs> Burt Kreischer was written about in Rolling Stone for yeah. being the party machine. And that's and that's what got him there. Yeah. And then like honestly, also what people don't know is Burt Kreischer was discovered by Will Smith. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Will Smith saw him and like Did he do like a private thing for him like, or something? From Maybe what I, I have heard that. From what I heard on the podcast, it's like Will Smith saw him at a show or something like that down in Florida or something. And was like, like that, that like, dude's and like put him on like got him to New York or something like that and like basically got him to the things. Theo was which, on which uh, made it very awkward during the Chris Rock thing. Oh like, yeah. Burke Kreischer's like, can I talk about it? <laughs> that was so weird. That was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was I think it was stage. Just me and my experience of being a guy like that, it would be like if if Roscoe came up and slapped me or something. I, I then everybody would be talking about I, us. I literally just think it was him and his wife, and I, like that yeah. looks that she gives his hus- her husband. Yeah. If you watch the breakdown, like my favorite thing did she she like did cheat on him, and they're still kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean they. Have, yeah, it's kind of that's something itchy. I can't. I can't cheat. Like I, I've been, uh, I've been cheated on. Same. And I just can't. That's one thing. Like. Even in, you know, watching The Sopranos or something, like, they have the gumad and all that, and it's like, that's not cool to me. I I feel so bad for, like, Carmella. I'm just like, that's, I don't do that. That's disgusting. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we live in a day and age now, and it's like, you know, same with Amy, and we have the understanding. Like, if if you find something better, just, you know, go for it. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. You know, before you act on it. That's not to say, like, you know, like, I was raised by women, so I have more girlfriends that are friends that are girls yeah. than I do with guys. Yeah. And I have a lot of uh, of bi and gay friends just because that's I'm I'm more effeminate. That's how I when I talk about my deep stuff. What we're trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is make sure that you get tested for HPV. Okay. Yes. And you... it can spread to the, you know and it's just in this day and age. It's undetectable sometimes <laughs> it's in. Okay. But it's like it's a silent killer. I'll talk to I'm old school. I when I go out and drink, you know I'm not performing. I don't I if I go to your open mic or your comedy show, I'm performing in a sense. Yeah. I'm going to support you. Yeah. My favorite thing is I'm into sports. So I don't really talk about sports a lot because it's just kind of my thing. Yeah. But that's my I love the Houston Astros. That's that's my baseball team. The only sports I'm into is wrestling. I, I like wrestling. I like pro wrestling. I'm I'm I like AEW. I like AEW, yeah. I've met Thunder Rosa. She did a nice she did her mission. Mr. Pro, pro. yeah. She's funny. I have a picture of her that I, I was just like Star Trek, and I was just yeah. following her around because she's cool. And yeah. She was just like, "That's her thing," and she was, but she was among the people. And so, she was, she wasn't like behind a, you know, a rope or anything. She was just like, and I have a sweet. I'll, I'll show it to you after this. But she, I was like, Thunder Rosa, can I take your picture? And she like turned around and stuck her tongue out at me, like, and that's nice. the picture. And it's just like, and because because we played music at the bar above, right at the VFW over yeah. there. And so she knew I was kind of an entertainer or whatever, but she was like super cool like that. Yeah. And then at the end, she came up. She was going to come to the performance, 
she came up during my break and said that she had to be back in San Antonio to do some podcast or something and that she had to leave right then to drive all the way through the night to get to the thing that was at like 6 a.m. that she had to be for. She made a point to come up there and like say that to me. And I was just, I love her. She's Uh, fucking awesome. Uh, That was so cool. I hate all the shit that people gave her after she got injured. Like when she like at at the end of the day, because she was still doing her her pro mission pro. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, here's my thing. She is not in control of the booking of whether or not to remove the title from her or not. That's Tony Khan. Oh yeah, they're yeah, they're all. So if wrestling's fake, everybody is predetermined. So if Tony Khan's like, hey, you're gonna you're injured right now, you'll still be the champion while we get this seat checked. Then she's gonna do it. And she's like, I can't be physically be on the plane for these these matches or these things, but I have these prior commitments where I've already got contracts and I've already got things signed. And I'm sorry, but if you're a small business person, yeah, which a business pro would probably be a small business. Yeah, it is. She is booking. 10, 15, 20 people possibly. Mm-hmm. All of people have mouths to feed and, and stuff like that their, in that crowd. It's like the minor leagues of wrestling. Yes. Like they have to do it. So it's like the drillers. She's like. So yeah, she might miss a flight for an interview or something like ADW because she's yeah. injured and stuff like that, but she's going to have to keep like 20 people's mouths to feed. She's going to make those choices. You got to do it. Yeah. And also they're probably being that sold point. and they're probably being booked as, hey, this is being run by AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. You're going to yeah. see an appearance. Yeah. Like all that but matters. She like, wasn't wrestling, and if, no. even if she did, I don't. She wasn't. I don't think she was taking bumps. No. Did you I see? Mean, um, she was just, did you ever watch AEW All Access, the behind the scenes show they had? No. It's on uh, Max. You can watch it now. AEW. It's kind of like they have. I like the wrestlers they have. They have my favorite wrestler, which is Christian. On oh it, yeah, I love him. His current gimmick is amazing. It's so with the turtleneck. Oh, it's and so his dad, cool. the dad jokes. But it's um, yeah. Oh my god, he's the awesome. dead dad jokes. I know Jungle Boy. He looked at me like a father figure. He sure did. But here's the thing, Jungle Boy. I never wanted to be your father. I never wanted to be your father figure. You have a father, but your father's dead, 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 dead. But your father's dead. I love him. I've loved him since E and C and all that. Like. Those tables, ladders, and chairs yep. matches. That's when I was like, this dude is fucking yep. awesome. And then I really liked him when he was the ECW champion. Yep. About early 2000s. Yep. That was, he was so cool. Did you see the meme that they came out? They used to do his, his intro was like that drum hit, that yep. doom. When that happened, I would get, I'm getting goosebumps out. I'll get goosebumps like, yeah, Christian's on. Because you never knew if he was going to be on TV or if he yeah. was there, you know. It was so good. So did, good. You, did you hear, did you see the meme that like when he got reintroduced to ECW, like the day he debuted in ECW, uh, it was like it's like Jack Swagger, whoever was the champion. Yeah, and it was about a dead dad. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that was the storyline. Yeah, like, that's funny. Like all the way back then, there's like, a dead dad joke. Back I liked then. his. I mean, I just like him because he's kind of swarmy, and you know, he was kind of a goof, and yeah. then they, he's a good heel. It's tongue and cheek, really like, good heel, and then he was a really good. Yeah. I like the face and the heel guys. Well, not only that, but like he wears a turtleneck right now. I'm gonna go see sleeves. Cena. Cena's um, has come back to SmackDown for. Think six shows, yeah, and Tulsa is one of those shows. I'm gonna go. Yeah, we should we should go to that together. I'm not a WWE guy anymore. Really, they, they lost I, me. They lost me after. I Mania. just like going live. Uh, I'll kinda, go to. Any, be, I wish AEW would come around here. Um, they should. Um, so the king so, or um, Jr's from Oklahoma. Yeah, isn't so, he? Is he still from, doing uh, Norman? Is he yeah. still doing AEW? Yeah. So they, they use it sporadically. Here. He had cancer or something like that on his ankle. So like he's doing skin cancer on it, and so like they keep him. They basically put him out for big matches. He has a lot of health issues. Yeah, and then his wife got run over. Oh yeah, that's like hit on a scooter. Um, it's dark. Uh, like, yeah, and he had that when his face is paralyzed and all that. Man, Jr. Like, has Bell's palsy on both sides, so he's just like 
So he had Bell's palsy, which is a, uh, I remember when he had the one side. Yeah, it was like kind of droopy. And then, yeah, which is a, now he has a stroke. Both. It's a stroke. So like two years yeah. after, three years after that, he had the stroke oh, again, yeah, and it's yeah. on the other side. Oh my god! So he has a double lazy face. So he's like, like unlucky. Yeah, his mouth just kind of like, goes like this. Yeah, um, it's, I, hear, I hear people bellyache about their lives and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, you got all your fingers and all your toes, and you got your foot, and yeah. your nose ain't falling off, and you can breathe, and like, you count your blessings, yeah. man, because there's people that didn't fucking wake up, or yeah. they woke up with no arms or no legs. Yeah. So I, you got it every day, man. I don't want the gatekeepers well, of comedy. You got the dirt on me now. Yeah. I have to become blood brothers or something. No, I'm just kidding. I only no. killed that one guy that one time. <laughs> His bo- uh, Garth helped me uh, bury the body. Well, what I was getting at is like <laughs> I want this show to just basically be a spotlight for everybody that puts in the effort, and so yeah. it's kind of like like you were saying like I want each person's episode to be like if somebody was like, uh, who the fuck is Roscoe or something like that, they can come yeah. to YouTube. Here's a one hour thing of who Roscoe is, See, and his I comedy, hope, stuff like that. As like, I was talking humor. about my, and you kind of got that out of me, and thank you um, about the open mic and stuff. That was cool. Now people maybe. We'll watch it and be like, oh, the, he actually yeah. does it for the artist. People get uh, jealous, but they don't put in the work. Exactly. They want what you have. Yes. But they don't understand that 95% of it is fucking work. Yes. 5% is when you're up there with your guitar yes. doing it. It's People don't get that. and It's it's sad because some of them don't understand it. Yeah. And I'm an open book, man. I, I know that I have people that sit on my Facebook and they say, oh, he's playing at George's Pub. Yeah. And they'll text George's Pub, want to get a gig. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, you'll have people, you'll have, you'll have artists that are going to hit you up after this when it releases yeah. or whatever, wanting to be on here yep. just because they saw me on here. Yep. And they might hate my guts and I might not like them, yep. but still book them. I'm not, I'm not a gatekeeper yeah. either, but I'm just saying you have people like that, but it, like I'm an open book. Yeah. And there's some of these guys are like, why can't I get booked at George's Pub? Yeah. Like, well, how long's your set? And they're like, well, I can play for an hour. Originals. Yeah. And I'm like, you got a song on the radio? No. How many How many monthly streams do you got? 40? Mm. They're not going to want to listen to your originals and play that. Yeah. Well, how come you can play there? And those people ask me. I'm like, I play Third Eye Blind, Oasis, Incubus, Tonic, No Diggity. Yeah. For three hours straight. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderwall for three hours straight. That's why I get booked at the bars. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah. You have to do that to make money. Now, if your goal, see, I'm in a unique position. My goal is not to get. I don't want to get signed. I don't want to open up. I always tell people if you two approach me and they want me to open up for them, I would decline it because my kids are in town. Amy's here. I like to sleep in my own bed at night. I don't have aspirations of wanting to go on tour, wanting to get big or anything. I care about the Tulsa music scene and Tulsa only. I, I play in Bartlesville and surrounding areas, yeah. but Tulsa, I, I'm Tulsa as fuck. People by now know that, but I'm literally doing what I want to be doing. Yeah. It's great. I I think I'm in a unique position because I don't, I don't really have to step on people or talk shit about yeah. people or whatever. And since people can talk shit about me too, but proof's in the pudding, I, I'm booked. Yeah. People like me. So it's, I'm, I'm in that position now because Amy has really taught me a lot, like just delete and block. Yep. Don't listen to it. She her analogy is your your heart is like an oven. You don't want to let them people turn that fucking thing all the way up. Hey fellow hipsters and people that have culture or something. I'm Jared Ralphie Allen, host of Unloading Meat, and we need sponsors for the show. If you've identified with this fucked up hat I'm wearing, these shitty tattoos, or any other cultural references that are behind me. Reach out to your favorite sponsors and tell them to sponsor the show on Loading Meat. 
Now, back to acting like I wasn't impressed by anything. I wish this podcast could be on vinyl. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here, and I am so honored to have my first musical performance on Unloading Meat. I think you're going to be captivated by this. Please welcome Andrew live. Crossroads Looking at my path Searching for something Chains that will last Let the earth split open Let fire engulf the sky My love for you will never die Myself, there was you, there was you, and when I found myself, there was you, there was you, and when I found myself, there was you, there was you, and when I found myself, there was you. That was amazing, man. Yeah, thank you. That thank was you. freaking awesome. Yeah, it's cool. That was really, really nice. I haven't played for someone on my couch in a, in a while. So and I've never had somebody play on the couch that couch. wasn't, you know, paid for by a hooker. Anyway, um, <laughs> and we're back with Andrew Live. We're going to wrap it up here, guys. But uh, we're getting off subject a little bit. We're talking about, you know, just touring and stuff like that. And I was telling them about, like, you know, the, the equipment that we built here at Unloading Meat Productions and stuff. We're trying to get like a whole bunch of arsenals on our tool bag because the next step is like when I'm doing these city tours and stuff like that in these different towns I'm going mm-hmm. to. I'm heavily inspired by pro wrestling, and there's a, a pro wrestler named Ethan Page. Ethan Page. And he's an AEW. He's a great guy, great dad guy and everything like that, too. Uh-huh. But um, he does toy vlogs, uh-huh. toy hunt vlogs. He's oh, a, that's cool. So what he does is, like, every city AEW goes to, he gets all his friend wrestlers together in that town, and he's like, let's go to, like, the, the vintage stock. And, like, and, like, and see he what we interviews can find. them. And it's like, what is your favorite wrestlers growing up? What toys did you like growing up? And he interviews these other wrestlers while they're going town to while town. While they're going and doing And that makes stuff. them that's get awesome. fans. And I was like, why don't I apply that to comedians? Why don't like every time we go to a different show in town, I'm freaking going to these different towns, you know, town to town, bring all the comedians for that night. Let's go to Vintage Talk. Like, hey, what did you like growing up? That'd be cool. Film it. Yeah. Um, That's content right there. Yeah. And I thought that'd be kind of cool. And that's why I'm getting the boom mics and the, you know, I have a gimbal cam and stuff like that. And the other thing too is I was heavily inspired by, I said, David Tell's my idol. I love David Tell. His show, his show, Insomniac on Comedy Central back in the day was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched that. A little bit, a little bit. But the the basic idea of it was David Tell, it would start with like David Tell on set at a comedy club. It would show like his ending joke. And then they would literally, the camera would follow him walking off stage, walk out to the show, out night, the bars. Like where he's actually going? Yeah, and he would, it would <laughs> the whole show's premise was him. Like light up a cig just, and start He chilling. was just dive bar uh, going uh, bar, bar to bar, bar crawling. 
Bar hopping? Yeah, bar hopping. They, and it was just, just keep following him? Yeah, and it was just him cool. going and interviewing. Did he have something on HBO, too? He had something on Showtime. He had Days Showtime. Old Porn. Yeah. Days Old Porn is also hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Days Old was... Porn was him on the couch, a green screen behind him, and they would f- watch old porn, and he would interview like the actual porn stars the, from like back that's then. That's what I was... Yeah, that's more my speed. I was yeah. a, I was a big HBO guy. Uh, Showtime, Skinamax, all that. Yeah. But yeah, basically, it would, it would just show a tell after a show, interviewing and interacting with like the bar nightlife, and it was just every city he would go to is like interacting with the locals. Content, content, content. Yeah, Pe- people like to see that too. Yeah. I mean, you wanna you wanna include. I've always said that Tulsa needs its own like not the not the first forty eight, but like the 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 gig. We could call it the gig. And so it's like you, you start out, you know, you're, you're at your house getting ready for the gig, and then yeah. you know you show you're making the flyer and posting that, and then yeah. you show up at the venue and kind of you can meet the bartender and the owner, and then like the gig happens, and then we could all go hang out and like smoking cigarettes and stuff, and then the gig happens, and then you get paid, and then you could go. Oh, this is I, I have to unload this equipment and load it back, and then go back out to the house. Like you could do a whole thing yeah. called the gig, and you could have different people on it. Like we have Roscoe on it, you on it, me. Like Andrew, this is Andrew Live. He's gonna go play at side car and jinx we're just gonna yeah. it's called the gig and it's yeah. like sidecar and jinx that'd be cool to yeah. like kind of see what we do behind the scenes yeah as opposed to just hey i showed up and he was playing his guitar that's my favorite part of like watching a like i brought up earlier in the episode like the aw had all access and it was basically just like a show that would show like behind the scenes and stuff like right that, like what they're doing behind the scenes like that's it's cool. like Britt baker like before her match she's getting injections in her back so she can get so numb. she can perform yeah and like how much injury she stuff yeah. she's going through and stuff like that and that's it's like crazy. it makes it look so real and like mm-hmm. it was just like it was so cool to it's like, a real person, not yeah. just a, it's know, a not superhero. A, yeah. Yep. But that's gonna help get you fans that stay. Yeah. Is building that relationship with the fans kind of mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. They're gonna let them know a little enough, but you people know, people want to come out to see you. Yeah. You know, I've 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 tried to put some 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 shows I've tried to put together and I, w- I wasn't gonna be there yeah. to run sound. They're like, well, we don't wanna play unless you're there. Yeah. Because they kinda wanna come because it's an Andrew show. Yeah. Not just play there. Yeah. You know? Well, Makes sense. I I know I say like pro wrestling all the time, but like they say the best pro wrestlers are the ones that take their regular personality and they just turn it up to 11. Yeah. That's how comedy should be. That's right. how an entertainer should be. It's just that it's you, genuinely, but you're just cranking up the personality a little bit to be more entertaining. Definitely. And so, uh, dude, like I can say that you've officially done that today. You've, hey, thanks, man. You've like <laughs> wowed us today. I, think, I can't wait for this episode to come out. Guys, come out and see me at Bay Roos. It's every Wednesday. We're there from 8 until the cows come home. Um, it's a great stage. Open mic. It's for everybody. All genres, everybody's welcome. Uh, come out and support us. See what we're all about. If you want to meet me, I'll be there drinking. So we can have a drink together. <laughs> yeah, and the bartenders are great. Prices yeah. are affordable, very affordable pricing yeah. on there. Shout out Nicole and Brandy. They they do a great thing over yeah. there. Best pool tables in Broken Arrow. They have darts. They have poker. Get into it. Get into it. Baby Roos. And I will just say this also as a performer that's been out there twice now, and I'm going to be out there back again, yeah. um, especially by the time this airs. Um <laughs> The bartenders, Brandy and Nicole, right? Um, yep. They actually get into the performances. Like, they know that they're watching it. They're fans. Yes. And, like, it's not one of those things where like, I've been to places where, like, they perform and the bartenders are just like, the bartenders are chilling. They're just there for their job and just right. leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. The, this is more just like they're into the vibe. They're trying to make it a nice, cool place. And I they get are. that. And again, they are. we've talked about, I think this whole episode would be to talk about effort. Right. And we're talking yeah. about we fuck with people that put in the effort. And yeah. I think officially, be a doer. dude, Don't be a pretender. Dude, I can say officially, I think you're worth the effort. Oh, you you're are. You're a too. fucking doer. Uh, oh, I'm yes. proud to call you a friend now. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for the gifts, Ant Man yeah. and Godzilla. 
Hey, if you're going to be a guest on here, don't come empty handed. Dude, it's fucking awesome. We're going to start a trend. You'll you'll have to get another shelf. Yeah, I mean, I have stuff, stuff <laughs> you have to get here, a guest yeah. gift area. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't remember. I Thanks for having me on. No, yeah, you're man. good. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, guys, yeah. this has been unloading meat. I am Jared Ralphie Allen. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. We need that content. We you got you guys need that content. I need those subscriptions. Gotta yes. pay those bills, okay? Yes. Keep this Subscribe. Jared away from Subway. Um, <laughs> eat fresh. Um, <laughs> Subway got bought out by Jimmy John's. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's a fucking turn. Really? Yeah. I'm a Jersey Mike's guy. Ooh, Jersey Mike's. Fucking rebel without a cause. <laughs> I gotta have that vinegar. Rebel without that. a cold cut. All that vinegar. <laughs> rebel without a cold cut. That's the name of the episode right there. <laughs> well, guys, on that note, I'm Jared Ralphie Allen. He's been Andrew Live. Thank you for watching Unloading Meat. Peace. Bye. Have a great time.